Warning, the following episode was streamed live, therefore listener discretion is advised for frequent uses of swears. It's good. It's yeah. It's good yep. Uh, I mean, I can hear you okay after all the testing we've done. Jeez, <laughs> this has so, been a this has been fun. This is a fun, interesting experience. <laughs> um, okay, so we have on tap lots of guests coming up, um, and in fact, yay! Chat says we can hear us. <laughs> Wicked, yes. excellent. That's good to know. It's like over an hour I- and a half. And then the uh, additional couple of hours last night as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, so uh, we're going to go ahead and get started because we're already a little bit uh, past time. Um, We've got a lot of people that are kind of time crunched. But so it's Rapid Reviews Radio's 50th episode, but it's also Rapid Reviews UK, the website. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, It's their two year and our two year anniversary. Uh, which is awesome. Um, so we're going to have first guests are going to be Mike Overlord, Mike, our favorite person mm-hmm. in the world, um, and Mr. Then, Mike O'Hara himself. Yes, and then two writers, uh, and I'll let them introduce themselves the way they want to be introduced. Sure. Everything. So if we bring them on, it'll be great. We'll get started. Okay, I'm going to try and bring them on now. So let's hope this doesn't actually ruin everything. So. Okay. God. Okay, I'm gonna try and work on this. Tell me if the echo uh, is better, because um, I think that's on my end actually. Okay, great. <laughs> oh dear. Right, I think we're good here. We're Let getting people coming. Can... Oh, oh, we've got wow, someone yes. joined. We've got one. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Look at everyone. We'll wait for everyone to. Hello, everyone. <laughs> oh. uh, hey. <laughs> Let's hope this is going on uh, the show. Yeah, it is. Okay, we're a little bit behind on the on the stream. Yes. Uh, of course, yeah. faces will be appearing on the screen Yay. soon. Sorry, I can uh, hear you now. Because <laughs> right now it's Excellent. my chat, which is, you know, not embarrassing at all. Um, <laughs> um, okay, chat, let us know if there's still an echo. Um, I tried to adjust it a little bit. Um, okay, so Mike, we'll start with you. Mr. Overlord Mike himself. The, oh. He is the least overlordy people of all yes. time, though. <laughs> yes. It's completely ironic. Um, so what's, yeah, what's um, the opposite to under to overlord? Yes, exactly. Uh, that's why I've been so Undertale. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Mike, tell us, uh, tell us how you how it got started. How did Rapid Reviews uh, UK birth into existence? So, I'm actually looking at the very, very first post I made to Rapid Reviews. Excellent. It was 
On the 3rd of August, 2018. Um, wow. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and it was a bit of a crossroads in my life, actually, because I'd been really struggling with uh, mental health at the time, and I wanted to find something to do to sort of um, distract myself, to, to find something enjoyable to do. Um, and as I've said in the post, I've always played computer games, so I thought, why not give it a go? Um, and read it. Hmm. Reading back over some of the early posts just make me cringe now looking back, but it's... Yeah, um, of course. But somehow it's... It, um, somehow, two, over two years later, we're, we're still here and going from strength to strength, really, so... Yeah, so, yeah, I would I would say so. You know, the numbers have like have grown exponentially over those two years. You've had a lot of time to be able to add new writers. Some people have obviously unfortunately left to pursue bigger careers, haven't they? So yeah, um, what would you say is like one of your like your favourite things about running the site? Genuinely, it's the it's the people. It's I think the, the community we've built at Rapid Reviews is, is really good. Um, you know, in many ways, we're complete strangers. We, we've never met each other in real life, but I really feel like we're a, a really good team. Different points of view, different opinions, but we all come together. And the, the thing that makes me really proud of the site is the fact that we have a, a well-being channel. And I think that's been a really unique feature of, of, of rapid reviews. And um, it's something that, you know, anyone can use from the team and it has been used quite a lot. And, um, you know, we're, we're all there for each other. So it's, it's great. Yeah. And obviously the continuing sort of opportunities we're getting, um, we get, we do get pretty much every game we, we request now. Apart from Which Sony games, the Sony, if you're watching, get in touch. <laughs> We're calling you out. Please, Sony. Please, Sony. <laughs> we get plenty of Sony indie games, but we can't quite get the uh, first party ones. So. We will now. So that's the aim. When we've got, when we can get a code from Sony, we've we've nailed it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we'll be officially there. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> Well, so we'll move on to the next writer, shall we? Which exactly. uh, we'll go to Alicia to say hello and introduce yourself. Alicia, um, I don't know. What do you want to know about me? Like so, what I do in life kind of thing? Or? Uh, yeah, well, what is it that you do uh, for a career and what was it that made you want to come and join Rapid Reviews as a review writer? Oh, so, um, so I'm a tutor, so I tutor French and Spanish. Um, mm. I, I do that mostly online, but I'm strangely like terrified right now. So um, yeah, sorry if I'm a little bit jittery. That's, um, that's yeah. <laughs> we have none in the house. We have none in the house. So I had Fanta Ooh. instead, and I think it just made me worse. Um, yeah, and what what made me want to write reviews? Uh, pretty much my biggest passions in life are um, you've got coffee. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably even more jittery than me. Uh, no, my, my probably longest-standing passions and biggest passions in life are computer games and writing, and to put the two together is 
I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's a bit of a well. It's brilliant to be able to do that, and um, it's it's I don't know. It's a bit of a cathartic thing to be able to do yes, as well, um, because it's quite enjoyable being able to write about computer games and say what you've loved about them and tell other people that are also passionate about computer games. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Well, what so far? I know it's kind of still early in your very long i predict career um, <laughs> thanks what so far has been your favorite thing to review game to review um i think it's probably um one of the ones i did very recently manifold garden um oh, yeah. yeah it was just just such a different game um i'm quite a fan of the puzzle games and the games where you don't really have to uh sort of there's no sort of uh dialogue in there no talking um, and it's very much about just sort of using your brain and working out what goes on. Um, and it was just, that game was just kind of like the whole package. There was the music and the visuals and, and everything. It just kind of brought it together and yeah, really enjoyed that one. Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. I love, love puzzle games. Um, okay. And then, um, I only know him as squash pickle. So <laughs> that's all I know him as as well. Okay. Yeah, let's introduce squash pickle. <laughs> Uh, Squash Pickle, the man who joined me recently on the EGX bonus episode, and that was absolutely superb to do with you. Yeah, so, great. Uh, uh, let everyone know who may not have listened to that, that episode who you are and how you got started with Rapid Reviews. Uh, so, I'm Squash Pickle. Um, I started <laughs> with Rapid Reviews as a reader. Um, I think it was the Christmas giveaway where basically, I don't know how many keys, but it was like a crazy amount of keys for each platform. Uh, oh my god that was you i can't believe that <laughs> yeah i don't think i won it unless yeah i didn't win but, um, oh okay the, the christmas <laughs> tree you had to find mm-hmm. um yeah so then i read that and then followed um the page and then from there i don't know i just stuck on for the reviews which must be a good thing i didn't unfollow so <laughs> um and then about three months ago uh, i published my first review for the site uh, I sort of joined because I'd like to do some sort of career in games and it was like a yeah. great CV booster and yes. I can never complain at free games, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's going to complain about the free games, are we? Exactly. No, definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Alicia, would you um, take us through just the basics of writing a review? for the new people out there who want to join in one day? Cool. So, I mean, uh, what I do is um, while I'm playing the game, I have a notepad uh, with me. So I just, I take a few notes down. Um, I try to take screenshots as I go along, but what I usually find, uh, if I really enjoy the game, I have to go back and do that um, because I get so into the game. It's not probably the best use of time, but, you know. Um, and then uh, I take it all to the computer and then I put it together there. Um, I don't necessarily start at the beginning, I just kind of think of uh, some subtitles and then I just kind of go from there, put it together and I always try and consider, you know, positives, negatives, you know, what what the reader's going to think about it, you know, why they might want the game or why they might not want the game. Absolutely. Yeah. That's um, pretty much. So, squash. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be weird to keep referring to as squash yeah, after a BGX bonus one. Uh, <laughs> um, so kind of the same question to you. Um, do you have kind of the same process when you write a review? Um, 
Yeah, very interested. similar. Um, so usually my reviews I do for my sort of main YouTube channel, which I won't plug, don't worry. Um, but those reviews, they're sort of like, I play the game for 30 minutes and then immediately after I write up the thoughts when I have it in my head. Um, for mm -hmm. record reviews, I find, I, I attach sort of thoughts to visuals, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So yes. I take screenshots throughout the game and then I can sort of refer back to those screenshots to think, hey, what was I doing at that moment, you know? And then, uh, like Alicia, uh, or Alicia, sorry. Um, Alicia. Alicia. <laughs> um, I would then make subheadings and then sort of connect the subheadings together and try and make some sort of pun with them. I, I, like, um, I like the similarities between both of you with the screenshots. Um, uh, that, that's quite, it's different from how I do it, and I think it's probably different from Pete. We've actually got a really, really good question from chat. Um, oh wow! Go on. Yeah. Do you want to shoot for that? Is it related to this? Yeah, yeah. So it's perfect. I'm going to say it wrong. Uh, Sergeant Stan Grudge. <laughs> he It'll do. Asked, yes, he asked, and I'll, I'll I'll send it squash first, and then we'll we'll uh, follow up with Alicia. Uh, do any of you get writer's block? It's a very good question. Yeah, definitely. Um, I tried writing a few reviews today, um, and I think. <laughs> the good thing was I wasn't in any there's no rush apart from if you've got someone like really chasing you up but there's never for rapid reviews mm -hmm. there's never been any rush for me to like write for a deadline um, yep. so yeah mm -hmm. I think there's always times when it just helps for me to maybe step back from a review game and play something on my personal backlog and then I, I find that you know I'm not being chased up so I perform better you know probably tomorrow I'll come back to it Perfect. Yeah, that's, I have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, that's something that I've always, um, always <clears throat> promoted. Really, is that yes. I don't put deadlines or pressure on people because I know at the end of the day they're giving up their time, their energy to do the reviews. So, right. you know, it's I just respect people's time. So we've never been, I've never been a sort of like you say overlord who. Make sure you get your review on time. It's never been like that. Thank goodness. No, no, trust me, the yeah. overlord is determined endearment for you over here. <laughs> yeah, I've always found that really, really good because um, I think any pressure I put on myself is, is for me to hurry up and do stuff. But right. it is always good because then the review comes out how you want it. And then if you need to yeah. go back and play a bit, you can. Um, but very, very similar to squash, really. Um, pretty much identical. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I know that feeling. I've suffered through like with writer's block a few times, especially when it came to I think it was one of uh, one review game that I had that I think someone else ended up completing the review was River City Girls. I just I couldn't extrapolate my thoughts at all onto the page about how I felt about that game, and then it was just like oh, I felt really bad obviously that I had let Mike down, but then he was like, well, someone else has already written a review for it. It's absolutely fine. I was like, okay, cool, and then. I think I picked up the next game and it just it just flowed. It just gave gave me enough time to sort of just take take a a back seat and just realize that I was putting too much pressure on myself and that's probably why it was um why it wasn't happening. Because I think yeah. that's what a lot of people do is when they're struggling with something, they try and force it a bit too much. Whereas yeah. in my style I like it to yeah. feel very natural. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. It's like when I put pressure on myself to hurry up, that's when I kind of feel like I, I just can't do this and I'm writing like one one word sort of like where I'd be writing a paragraph. Um, yeah, or when I try and like 
pressure myself to write it in a certain order. I just sort of write it how it comes out and then. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for the panel. Does it help when you like a get like a really like a game? Does it make it a lot easier to write about it then? Oh yeah. Uh, if I answer this first and then I'll just head out if that's okay with you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for me, I played Bullets Per Minute um, recently, which I reviewed. Um, and that game, oh, it was it was just incredible. <laughs> I think the whole idea, especially with a roguelike, you just keep playing and playing. Um, and sort of, yeah, I played that and actually listened to the soundtrack I was writing the review. It was that oh, good. Um, and that's yeah. just flown fast. And then there was another game I reviewed, uh, but I don't want to uh, muddy any relationships with any publishers. Um, <laughs> but there was another game I was reviewing at the same time that had like the worst controls I'd ever played on the Switch. <laughs> and, and I messaged oh, Mike, no. and I was like, Mike, I think there's like an hour left on it, but it's the hour sessions on the tutorial are taking me like three hours to do. No, I've, I've suffered enough. Can I write it? Please? Exactly. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's really what, that's the bottom line of what reviews are. Um, mm. All right. Uh, yeah, we've got another question from chat. So I guess we'll let uh, Squash go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. Thank <laughs> you thank for you um, Squash. See Yeah, thanks a lot. Take care. Okay. So uh, Alicia, I'll ask you. Uh, from because you're our last writer here. <laughs> well, I guess technically <laughs> Pete and I are writers, um, and then Mike he writes reviews too. Uh, chat. Oh, I've, I've, I've had writer's block for about six months. I think. <laughs> Apart from tech reviews, you seem to do tech reviews you pretty do tech well. Tech reviews, yeah, I love your tech reviews. Yeah, I'm sticking to tech. <laughs> I think that's for a being a camera. I think. Right. Yeah, and the, the tiny phone. I really like that. Uh, yeah. George, George Ice Cube. I said it right, I think. Uh, George Ice Cube asks, does reviewing games change the way you play games casually? Do you find yourself uh, looking at details that you didn't before? Do you mind if I take this one first? Go for it. Okay, because um, I found this actually uh, a long, long time ago. I started initially reviewing movies and right. uh, movies is a massive passion of mine. I, ever since I reviewed my first movie in uh, GCSE English in year 10, which was the absolute masterpiece that was Psycho, um, Psycho I've crazy. never been able to sort of watch a film for pleasure anymore. And it's the same way with games. Like I struggle to actually get excited about a game nowadays when I'm not reviewing it, except it, a game that I've played a lot. So it's a kind of the same thing with a movie as well. If I've watched it more than enough, then it's sort of relaxation. So like, I'll mention it, Tetris 99, like I've played 120 hours on that game. That's sort of like my, my, my relaxation period. Yeah, anything else is sort of a bit of a struggle to actually motivate myself to want to play for fun. Yeah. I definitely understand that. Um, Alicia, same question to you. Does, uh, has reviewing games changed the way you casually play? But I don't find, um, so I, I still enjoy playing games for um, like just my own games, but it has changed the way I kind of look at them. So sometimes I'll find myself uh, reaching for my notepad or thinking of things I would write down. And then I'm like, hang on, no, there's no point because this game's really old. Yeah. And it's, it's usually with like Doom, which I, know, I think Kylie, I think you, yes. um, you actually reviewed that already. Um, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that was that's, awesome. That's my game of the year. <laughs> So, Save it. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Big show's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I think just to keep us uh, staying on uh, target, we probably should 
move to the next thing. But thank you so much for joining us, Alicia. It was great to uh, thanks, Alicia. Have you on. Yes. Amazing. Thank you very much for joining. Awesome. Yep. Take right. care. Bye. Awesome. Why not see the winners of the crush coats, Pete? Uh, yeah, we'll do that now. We'll do that now. So um, to introduce this, uh, Mike, uh, we had and um, put out a tweet to say that we had free codes, wasn't it, for Crash 4? It's about time, because it's about time we got some review codes for that. Um, we did, and there is a review being written for it. So we, yeah. they were kind enough. Uh, I believe it was obviously Activision and uh, Toys for Bob to provide the codes to be able to give away for it. So uh, people have been trying to find Aku Aku on our site. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, yeah. who are the winners? Okay, well, we had we had over 150 uh, entrants, which is quite quite good. That's amazing. You guys are awesome. Amazing so, stuff. the winners of the codes, and I will be sending them a direct message after the the live stream today. So, the first winner is at Don Coop. Congrats to at Don Coop. Uh, the second winner is at Kathy Louise. <laughs> a couple of Y's and a couple of E's in there. <laughs> and the third winner of the code is at Matt Vo, I want to say. Matt V A U X. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'll go Vo, yeah. 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 So Amazing. brilliant. So thank you so much for entering, everybody. Uh, and those are the three winners of the crash code. That is excellent. excellent. That's a great prize too. So, um, Kylie, I've just received a bit of feedback from someone. We might need to turn you up a slight bit oh, if we can. I turned me down. So... <laughs> <laughs> I will turn me back so up. Good. There we go. Okay. okay. Disappointed you're not wearing a mafia hat, Kylie. Oh, see them? Do you see them? They're both back there. They're behind. That's two for the video. And then I have one more headband. They're all going to be in the video. <laughs> excellent stuff. And yeah. Uh, and who got roped into doing the video review for it? Who well, has two phones and sits right here? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing the music. So. <laughs> well, um, the editing as well. Okay. He, all the stuff that doesn't involve me talking <laughs> to a camera. Yeah. Yeah, um, of course. All right. So, so, uh, do we to... so we're going to move into our next section. So I'm going to add the next person. I'm going to leave that person a secret from the moment. Mm -hmm. so where are you? One second. God, I got to make sure the window stays highlighted. Oh my goodness, where the heck? Is... I might need to actually add that live, person to my So live. sorry, <laughs> the joys of live. Gotta love the live. <laughs> Uh, Mike, are you able to add them into this uh, into this chat? Certainly try. Yeah, because you need to be friends with them to be able to do so on Discord. Wicked system. Okay, so... I have to admit that that that's a weird part oh, of it's... Discord. So uh, yeah, they, they'll yeah, be two in two minutes. So okay. we'll we'll. Yeah, Kid cool. problem. Yeah, um, I've yeah, brilliant. <laughs> We've got a yeah. lot of people in chat. I just want to say my personal thanks to all of you guys and all of your support. And always a big special thanks to Mike uh, for allowing Pete yeah. and I to uh, to do a podcast. Um, not, not even just do a podcast, but do it exactly how we feel to do yes. it. Well. 
Yeah, exactly. We've never been uh, reined in or, or instructed. It's been. I, I would say that you're just about holding on to your PG status. <laughs> no, I Only just, yeah. <laughs> and now we've been pushing that envelope uh, just a little bit. <laughs> How yeah. do I add someone to this call? How do I add someone? Uh, so it should be in the chat itself. At the top here, add friends to the end, uh, isn't it? Uh, yes, that's right. Okie dokie. I'll just so, add him and then he can come on when he's ready. Okay, yeah, perfect. So, um, yeah, I mean, we just... Another window. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're very much losing our... Uh, nearly... Now ready. Okay. So, yeah, we're very much nearly losing our PG status, but I must preface because <laughs> we're doing this live. There may be the odd swears here and there, but they will be cut out in the audio version yeah. later on. Yeah. With our that will be when it's uh, my bedtime. I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, radio uh, or rapids review uh, after dark <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean just a peek behind the curtain that is actually one of the ideas we had for a, uh, bonus content was oh, just yeah. to just go off the cuff and just do whatever but we thought <laughs> mm, might not fit <laughs> uh, watch this watch this space as well but i had a very very exciting email on friday afternoon ooh, okay um so I can't say anything else at the moment because it's under strict uh, NDA, but watch this space. That's very interesting. So Very exciting news. So those keen observers on the stream will notice that we've got a new person joining us. So, good sir, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Hello, I am Gareth. I am many things, uh, but for the purpose of this, <laughs> I am a, a trustee of Safe in Our World, which is a mental health Fantastic. Excellent. So over here at Rapid Reviews and Rapid Reviews Radio, you'll know that we are very, very big advocates of mental health with the We've Got This section. So uh, Kylie, do you want to cue it up? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, if you are a listener of, uh, of Rapid Reviews Radio, we do have a section every week called the We've Got This section. It's a section where we uh, reflect for about ten, two minutes. It's never two minutes. It's supposed to be two minutes about <laughs> mental health. Um, and then Mike let us know uh, a couple months ago, I think, that we have partnered with Safe in Our World. Uh, it's a mental health charity that uh, is it's amazing. <laughs> and, mm. um, I am going to let uh, Gareth tell us a little bit about Safe in Our World, um, how it got started, and what its core theme is. Okay. I'm muting there, just don't want to hear any background noise. Yeah, of do course. Do you have pink eyeshadow on? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I don't have pink eyeshadow. <laughs> um, I could not pull that off. Um, but I, just... <laughs> Trust I don't know, me, but I I'm pulling it off. I think the, the wine's helping. <laughs> That's good. Um, so Safe in Our World is it's a thing that took a while to get going. Um, the best thing to tell you about charities is that um, charities aren't easy to get started. We actually wanted to do something about three years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a bunch of people. Um, I can't name all of them because I'll forget them all. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, there's a few people that worked at Wire Productions, uh, and they were uh, Neil Broadhead, uh, Al Hibbard, uh, and Leo Zullo. Leo is like the daddy uh, because he's the managing director. Mm -hmm. uh, not because he's way older than all of us. Uh, if he ends up watching this, uh, he'll love me for that. But uh, <laughs> we were working on a game called The Town of Life. 
And the town of light deals with a real life um, asylum in Italy uh, where they were carrying out some really weird um, treatments even even up till the early 80s. Um, people that would be put in asylum could be people that had serious issues, whether mental health or they could be disabled, mm -hmm. even just orphaned, and they would be subjected to, to some of these treatments. Um, and we kind of, through a number of personal situations that happened as well, um, the, the one of us had two friends that tried to commit suicide in a short space of time. One of them was successful in doing that. Mm. Um, we we kind of thought there's got to be more we can do. So we, the first thing we did is we raised uh, ten thousand dollars for Take This, which is a, a US based mental health charity, which is doing amazing work. Uh, and they're a partner with Safe No World Now, which makes that's great. Um, so we did that, and then we thought, what else could we do? Um, and when you say, what else can we do? It just becomes a big stream of consciousness. And one person set up an actual charity that does all of this stuff that we want to do. So we did. And two years later, lots of paperwork later, uh, we launched Safe in Our World uh, one year and one day ago. Uh, so it was oh, our birthday yesterday. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, uh, you wouldn't believe how much work it's been um, because there are, there are nine trustees. And there are nine trustees for a reason, because there's a lot to do. Um, of part of our thing for the first year was to get an employee. Um, so we need to make sure we have funding to do that. We need to make sure that all policies and processes were in place. We built a, a, an amazing resource on the website. Uh, I mm. think it's amazing. That talks people through what mental health is, what the kind of um, symptoms that you can have, different kinds of mental health issues that you can you can suffer from. Um, and there's a section that says, let's learn a bit. Yeah, it works about every single page. Click it, mm. and you can find somebody to speak to straight away. Or you go to the resources and find out more. Um, mm -hmm. So I can tell you a secret before we announce it next week. Uh, people from 134 different countries have used that website. Oh, wow. wow. Which is amazing. Which also yeah. tells that... us we need to localize it because it's just in English. That's um, amazing. <laughs> But the main thing about the, the charity is that it's not just for the people that create games, it's for the people that play games. Yeah. So whether you are a developer, publisher, um, an influencer, uh, or if you're just somebody that enjoys playing games, we kind of classify it as the people that create worlds and those that want to be in them. Mm. So it's, it's, it's a charity to help as many people as possible. And we're about to start doing a lot of cool stuff, uh, which you'll hear about very soon. And I won't spoil next week's press release. But it's <laughs> okay. really cool. It's um, it's 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 a fulfilling thing to to do. Um, but we're now two members of staff, which means I have to do less of it. But we've got two <laughs> brilliant people uh, that will just push it forward faster than we could outside of our day job, which is the best way. Of course. Yeah. That is excellent. That's amazing stuff. I'm really pleased to hear that even after a year and obviously two years worth of planning on your end that it's gone so well that obviously you've been able to add employees and the, the trustees are all there and everyone's like actively involved in wanting to spread the word about safe in our world and the, the people that i have dealt with including yourself and leo and a few others when trying to put all this together they were incredibly great at what they do so it's a it's an absolute credit to the what you are doing over there yeah, no, it is. And, um, you know, the gaming community is one of, if not 
one of the biggest communities in the world. So, you know, if we can do anything to get people together and talking, isn't it? And, you know, sharing problems, talking about them, which is why we, we, we talked about it earlier, but that's very much why we have the well-being side of Rapid Reviews UK. So I'm not sure if you know, Gareth, but a part of our Discord channel, um, we have a well-being channel. And that, that is for anybody on the writing team, the editorial team. We even have uh, some fans of Rapid Reviews yeah. and some guests who come along. And the, you know, we're not mental health experts by any mean, but we've all had some kind of mental health episode or, or a depression or anxiety or, or something that we've struggled with. So having the support of a community, um, especially when it's a community involved in something you love, like gaming, uh, it's just it's a perfect combination really it's f from my point of view and it's such an honor to be an ambassador of the charity which is why when you go to rapid reviews straight up left in the corner the first logo you see underneath our logo is the safe in our world logo which takes you straight to the charity so yeah. it's a really great really great thing you're doing absolutely um and to actually celebrate that um we did a sort of collaboration i guess you could call it um uh we designed a t-shirt <laughs> so oh, kylie it, designed a t-shirt <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah it was all kylie <laughs> no 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 um and I'm, i'll try to preview it on the channel but I, the colors are a little off so you're not going to get in you'll have to go to the the link that has been provided or is about to be provided oh, channel isn't pink it is sure. <laughs> Oh, and it's white. Yeah, white and pink. It definitely is. <laughs> yeah, when we were doing our test earlier, it was the first thing I noticed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that's. Oh, it looks so awesome, even yeah. in person. That's so cool. This is yeah. the, the new T-shirt. Um, the colors aren't as bright and vibrant because it's a camera, but a webcam. Sure. But as you can see, um, you know, two hands holding a controller together, saying we've got this, and then the Safe in Our World logo. Um, these shirts are available. They're av available from extra small to 3XL. And they're available at 20 pounds each. Now, five pounds of each sale goes directly to Safe in Our World. So, buy it. I don't have, I'm not going to dress it up. Just go buy the shirt. <laughs> buy it. Support a great charity. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm going to send the link right now out. Uh, hopefully, it will tweet it out um, while yep. you guys talk amongst yourselves a little bit and, and that link is actually currently up on the rapid reviews uk website at the moment isn't it yes it should be yeah you Please should so. be able to buy it there it's a paypal uh, uh covered thing so you can purchase via paypal or through uh you know cards bank cards credit cards all that stuff um excellent fancy stuff and... yeah and we, we, and we don't have a target in mind do we but as many people as we can as many people purchase as one can. We're going to put it on pre-sale for two weeks. Uh, of course, if it goes crazy, we'll keep it for sale, however long people keep sure. buying it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pre-sale for two weeks. Um, they're great shirts, high quality, but they're cute and they have a great message and they support yeah. an even better charity. So go out there, yeah. buy it. Absolutely. I think that the important thing yeah. to say is even one shirt is great. Yeah. So if we can get 300, yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever we can do to obviously raise money to us to assist the the charity, whatever way we can would be great. You know, whether or not it's well, the I'm, viewers. I'm, 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 
So uh, I will be buying one as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So there we are. There's there's some already between us three. So that's excellent. And and if you're watching this and you can't afford a shirt, and that's fine. I understand. This is that time of year, uh, or mm. just that's just life right now. Uh, if you share that link, if you share it on all of your various social medias and get it out there, and someone else buys it because of you, you've still supported yeah. it. You've still supported a fabulous shirt. And when people yeah. start getting their shirts, we need to see as many people on social media yes. oh, tweet yeah, it out please. and let's get the hashtag we've got this yes. and safe in yeah. our world let's trending. Yeah, ta yeah, ta please tag in the you know rapid reviews or safe in our world, make it aware that obviously that we could so we can see it. You know, we want to see as many people out there who've got a shirt because we want to try and do what we can to assist in, you know getting some more funding towards Gareth and, and his team of trustees over there to be able to do the best job possible. Absolutely. 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 Um, okay. So, um, Gareth, is there actually a way that people, if they can't afford the shirt, is there a way that they can directly uh, donate to, to the charity? Uh, if you wish to donate without buying the shirt, you can do that via the website. There's a big red donate button. Uh, I'm going to be honest, not many people use it. Uh, so even if you've got 50 pence, 50 cents from a euro, um, everything yeah. helps. Every little bit does. Um, I'll put a link. Yeah, I think if you just, uh, yeah, if you pop in, it, it should literally be safeandaworld.org forward slash donate. Yep. Okay. Yeah, well, like that's the one. I've been on yeah. doing this. Funnily enough, I actually worked in, um, on the phone. Yes, the forward slash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've done charity uh, donation stuff, like mm -hmm. doing doing the phones for um, children in need, and that was that was fun. Actually, the most fun night that I'd had whilst I was working. It was it was a great laugh. We should have put some jokes in this section and had Gareth on the drums with the punchline behind. I know. I've been staring at the <laughs> drums this whole time. What you can see behind is this is my office, but I say it's yeah. my office in the vaguest sense of. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pan the camera, but, so please ignore the mess over here. That's fine. <laughs> there are oh, wow. Look at the guitars. It's like a hey. drum machine thing here. Nice. Uh, I, there, I recognize the cute violin. lights. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I, um, I kind of... I kind of use this as an excuse to have a kind of home recording studio, to be honest. Right. So if I if I pan my camera to the right, you see a Hoover. That's it. <laughs> Do you know that what? Looks like, that looks like the iPhone V6. No. Um, yeah, um, I could go on the drums if you want, but I'd have to plug it in. And to be fair, <laughs> no, no. can make jokes up on the spot anyway. Can't I? Use Sure. No, that's yeah, um, that's excellent. That's amazing. My office is boring in comparison. I just. It's true, Gareth. You're a you're a Liverpool fan, Gareth, right? I am. Yeah, I did have uh, the, the Champions uh, brochure on here the other day, but I nice. don't know where I put it now. Let's see if I can get my retro ones. While you're uh, quite... I don't think I've got anything Liverpool in this room. We quite often have the same uh, views and opinions on matches. Uh, I've noticed uh, on my personal uh, Twitter account, I quite, uh, we've liked quite a few of each other's statuses about matches and getting wound up about matches and things. Well, I, 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 that's, um, that's a Crystal Xbox original. Yes, I had it is. One of those. Wow, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've got one as well. I'm not keeping anything that I got. Um, 
because I, I don't like clutter. I don't like keeping anything. So I'm going to tell you two things I've given away now, and you're going to be like, what? You could have, you could have raised money for charity. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had a, um, I had uh, which one is it? Uh, before the, before the 3DS, there was like a clamshell, uh, uh, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the DBASP. Yeah, I had one of those signed by Miyamoto. Uh, Oh my god! And my friend is a massive fan of me, my toe. Uh, I haven't seen this friend in 15 years since I actually gave it to him. Um, but yeah, wow. silver. Gareth, I'm dying inside here, man. I'm dying here. <laughs> um, I thought I was special because I have the gold Zelda one. <laughs> the, I had a gold Zelda one that I gave away, and I got a tribal one that I, I Because I used to do journalism, I used to get given loads of free stuff. Right, yeah. yes, uh, yes, nearly yes. said a swear word then. Am I okay to swear or not okay? Yeah, you're good, you're good. Yeah. I'll try not to, but one may creep in, so apologies. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. My favourite thing I haven't given away, um, do you remember Advance Wars 2? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I went on a press day for Advance Wars 2 instead of going to a really bad live event. Um, does anybody, I don't know if anybody's old enough to remember GameStars Live in about 2000 and or 2005, maybe a bit later. Um, it was on in London. It wasn't very good. Um, but instead of going there, somebody from Nintendo rang me up and said, do you want to go on Advance Wars 2 press trip instead? I'm like, where are we going? And we're just in the middle of England. We're going to drive tanks. We're going to fire some orange bazookas. And we're going to play some Advance Wars 2. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. What? Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, I've got this green camouflage unit given to me. I was like, oh, what is it? Open up. And inside is an Advance Wars 2 mug um, and a hand-painted camouflage uh, clamshell uh, 3DS. Wow. Um, signed by the creators of Advance Wars 2. There were so there's three signatures on it. I think it's the director, lead producer, and the lead designer. Oh um, and it's still in that, that ammunition box. Um, wow. the, there were 30 of them, uh, and two have gone on eBay for over a thousand pounds. Oh my gosh. I still have Wowzers. Oh um, gosh. But yeah, gave away uh, Miyamoto signed. Ah. Yeah. Did you say, did you say game live, uh, Gareth? Game stars live. Oh um, no, not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of the event in Wembley. Um, no, that was, that was play.com. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh, yes. oh, I can't believe it. All right. Before they got sold to Rakuten, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. gosh, I used, I think, yeah, when I was in uni, play, everything was play.com. Yeah, yeah same here when I was in college. Before Amazon uh, took over the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Even uh, when I first visited here, uh, everyone was like, oh, go to play.com, you'll get it there. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, I would have given my right hand for that signed Miyamoto GVA. <laughs> no, you oh, killed me. A lot of people would. <laughs> <laughs> And it's out there in the wild somewhere. Oh, wow. Breath of the wild somewhere? Ha! Yes. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Yeah. Do, 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 do. This is where we needed the drums, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the drum dipped. Well, um, let oh, me ask yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes. Excellent. Um, well, no, you've already answered that. I was going to say, what do you think? Where do you see the future of Safe in Our World? But you said you have announcements that you can't share yet. So. Of course. <laughs> we will yeah, be. Well, uh... To be fair, there's loads of stuff happening. Um, we have uh, its core mission is to is to kind of make it 
normal to talk about mental health. And yes. as much yeah. as anybody in this mm -hmm. room might be happy to talk about mental health, I think there's two sides to that. Oh, yeah. First, it's the happiness of someone to talk and then somebody else to listen. Yeah. Uh, and whether that's one mm -hmm. person or 10 people or the internet, um, I don't think that's important as long as there's somebody. Um, mm. What's been really interesting is is watching social media change over the last two years where people are more open about how they feel, which is yep. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, like anything on the internet, don't read the comments because 99 yeah. it's amazing, but 1% of people whether like man up or something like that, which is... Yes, I hate that phrase. phrase. Yeah. I hate that phrase as well. Absolutely. And then I really, when I was uh, getting the other side of 30 and I had kids, it was like, it's probably not the right thing to say, to be honest. Because um, yeah. no, even no, if there's 30 positive comments, that's the one that will stick in their head, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, there's tons of stuff we're going to do. Um, we're probably going to hire more people. Um, with that, that means that we have to raise more money. Um, but... Buy a t-shirt. <laughs> there we go. Um, it, it's, a, it's a difficult one because this is the interesting bit about hiring people is they cost actual money. So, for instance, if we wanted to hire the next person, we would need to sell. In my my head, I'm doing maths here, right? Bear in mind that I, you know, you could use a calculator when you were doing GCSEs. Sure. Um, <laughs> you'd probably need to sell around about twenty, fifteen thousand t-shirts to pay for one person. Yeah. Um, there's lots of things that we do. Fifteen thousand t-shirts would be amazing, but we know that that's not going to happen. Yeah. because sure. we're not going to get 15,000 people to buy them. Right. We do a lot of specific fundraising through competitions. Um, we do fundraising through our partners. Um, we had um, an incredible partner of ours um, raise £17,500 for us on one Steam weekend by giving oh, us their profit. Wow. Wow. And I was like, this might be amazing. We might get like Fifteen hundred pounds from this, and we got seventeen and a half thousand pounds. Wow! Wow! That um, is amazing. Mm. And that nearly paid for one person. Um, so we need people to do more. Um, the ultimate aim that we have is at the moment that there's no science that says video games are good or bad. Mm. Um, right. One of our aims is, and a personal one of mine is that I would like to prove that video games are good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can't force that because what you have to do is you have to do verified scientific research. Mm -hmm. uh, and that can either go for you or it can go the other way. It doesn't, yeah. you know, so yeah. I think we need to find out what that is. Um, and that's going mm -hmm. to cost about £10 million to do that. Yeah. So Ooh, wow. we'll be applying to the Bill Gates Foundation, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, uh, because uh, Bill gave us the Xbox. I'm sure he'll give us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in the highly likely event that that doesn't happen, there's so many things that we want to do. Um, over the next year, so we have our AGM in November, and we're going to be announcing to all the members and the ambassadors. Uh, you're up there on my screen, by the way. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're going to be announcing to the members and ambassadors what we've got planned for for the, for the second year. We are already planned for what we're doing. A lot of it we can do without further fundraising, which is great. Yeah. Um, we've got some training coming up that we're about to launch for. Um, we're about to launch it for publishers um, because we had an awful lot of requests from video games publishers to find out how they could bring in a mental health policy into their workplace. Uh, so we've got some stuff to do with them. Then we've got 
some more CBTs that we're looking to launch, which will be free that you can do on the website. Mm -hmm. um, just general generalized mental health courses for anybody in, in the, either working in the industry or the players where they can come on and they can say, what can I do to help manage my mental health? Um, yeah. Not necessarily yeah. to treat somebody because as a charity, we can't treat somebody. What yeah. We can, we can right. Sure. Out. Signpost, yeah. Yeah. In signpost, and we can make people aware of the situation. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, almost yeah. will, be, will be like that um, to be, to make people aware of what is good behaviour and what is bad behaviour. Uh, yeah. That, not the right thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, but here's the thing with mental health: there's there's so much work to do because if you look at um, previous movements, whether they are for mental health or um, similar issues and many issues that are still around now that we're having that we really shouldn't, we should have already dealt with it 50 years ago. Yeah, uh, sure. It takes time. Um, for every person that sits in a room and I say, let's talk about mental health and there are 10 people in the room and nine people say, okay, let's do that. There's one person that doesn't. Yeah. And I think the really interesting to me, and I was having this conversation with Thursday, is that the biggest audience for video games, for people that buy games at the moment, um, although the video games put split quite evenly, about just over 50% female, just yep. under 50% male, weirdly, nobody expects, but just under 50% male, the vocal majority is the male age between 12 to 32. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of what they're saying comes from a personal standpoint. This isn't to be because um, I have to say that I'm also I've done PR, so I'm just being very careful. Of course, um, yeah. A lot of the views that they put across are are born from the internet. So some of them optimistic in terms of the comments that they make. Some of them sexist and sexist comments, specifically not the people. And a lot of that is about educating them to what is not necessarily acceptable reasonable um i've got three kids uh two is enough <laughs> I tell oh yes don't, don't have more than two um i've got two boys and one girl and i educate my sons as much about sexism as i do my daughter um, mm. i educate them all as much about racism as, as one another and how it's not acceptable to me so it shouldn't be acceptable to me. yeah um absolutely but part of the problem with mental health is that when you have the internet, which is an open forum of people just not just giving their opinions, but trying to impose their opinions, yeah. that can have a really bad impact on somebody. If they read something that's directed at them, or if they hear something or see something, uh, there's no right of reply a lot of the time. So people just have to take all this in, they follow up. Yeah. And some of what people say, in my opinion, isn't acceptable. Um, and it's, mm. it's finding a way to educate those people about you know, how to behave sometimes um and my, my i'm tangenting but i will come to the point uh my wife said to me about an hour ago why are there no games for girls when we were looking through a website we were seeing like what games can we get for the boys for get two games mm -hmm. um and she said what are the games for the girls and i'm like specifically speaking nhl need for speed you know girls can play all of these games why yes, wouldn't they yes exactly said, yeah but no where are the games for girls? And part of the problem, and the reason we have an audience of 12 to 32 males, specifically that buy the most games and are the most vocal, is because most of the games that are made are made by 40 to 60 year old white men. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And the That's more true. that the more that that can be changed uh, and diversified, so not just including women, but people of different backgrounds, minorities, yeah, and different kinds of stories, not just let's have a gun and shoot people in the face, yeah, which I don't believe in, or not because uh, I don't believe in it. I totally believe that you can have fun shooting people. Yeah. The problem is I'm just too old to be good at it now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think until until we change who's making games. Yeah. We give chances to people to make different games. Yeah. We might end up with the same situation where there's still that barrier that we can't smash through to get people to kind of open up or listen is because mm. of the kind of games that they're playing because we're making them for one one specific audience rather than the actual wider audience. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Background to where I was going. It was a tension, it did go that way, but we got back. Yeah, see? Sometimes you've got to take the uh, the scenic route to get there. Um, Sorry, got... I used to be in PR. I love talking, so <laughs> that's okay. Uh, we've got actually a really, really good question from chat for you. Um, Amazing. Okay. Um, I'm going to kind of interpret the, it for them, um, but basically, what they're asking is, and, and it's a really good question. Um, you know how in in gamer chat, in in actual chat, it can be very. Uh, uh, toxic and um, no, that's I'm putting that word in myself. Um, it can be worse, is what they say. Like say the Fortnite chat uh, yeah. can be worse than what's written on social media. Um, do you know of a way, or, or, or is how is anyone tackling that specifically? Um, you know how uh, it's a, it is chat. a really good question. Mm -hmm. I think if you look at I think, first of all, you have to separate them into those of the right age and those not of the right age. Uh, and the reason I say that is um, Fortnite is the world's most popular game. Yes. Um, yes. Two of my children, one of my children plays, and he's not old enough to play. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is my responsibility, my responsibility as a parent to ensure that I am giving him the right content. So yeah. when he was on Roblox the other day and he was playing Knife Simulator and you have to go around knifing people, I oh, immediately yes. said, don't yeah. think so, young man. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm paraphrasing because I said his name. I said, turn up now. Um, and as a parent, it's my duty to play with my children. And Roblox actually encourages you to. Yeah. Some mm -hmm. of the things that Roblox does, um, they have text-based chat, but they actually don't let you say certain things. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can report people afterwards. Um, and to to give you an example, um, and I'll come up to voice chat in a second because it is a very important question. Uh, my Charlie uh, is the number one personal fundraiser for Safe in the World. He, he raised £1,300 last October. Oh, um, gosh. Which he was like over the moon with. He played 30 games in 30 days and it was fantastic. And I got a Facebook Brilliant. message today saying, You did this last year. I'm like, No, Charlie mm -hmm. did that. Uh, so. But Charlie is autistic, um, so how he deals with certain things, you know, is very different to other people. And I had to yeah. learn as a parent that Charlie's not abnormal, he's different. Yes. Mm. And as somebody who doesn't have autism, you know, I might have certain OCD traits I have, which is probably for me, uh, which is numbers have to be even. <laughs> If I have a volume control, even numbers only. If it's odd, I start getting itchy, like properly itchy. I'm even. I'm I'm even numbers or fifteen. If fifteen's okay. 
15 is okay because it's half of 30, which isn't even number, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it, yeah, it goes into three five, so it's, it divides. It's, yeah. yeah. I so, thought I was the only one with that OCD tendency. But I'm not sure if the itching, like even talking about the dog, is like, I'm getting itchy at the moment. So um, for, for Charlie, though, he's very literal. Yeah. And mm. he, yes. he's, um, he's under the age of 10, just. Um, but you can't type ages in Roblox, which is brilliant. But when you try and come in as a parent to help them, and you mm -hmm. start typing stuff, and you can't type things, and so like, Charlie is X years old, you can't write that. Right. Um, if you want to say, don't be mean, you can write that. But if you try and say something specific, there's certain word filters in Roblox that make, make it different for a parent, uh, difficult for a parent to come in, and not necessarily defend them, but kind of show the other people what's right and wrong. Mm. Um, and my son had this, like, this weird thing for people that are teenagers. Apparently they want to be admin in every <laughs> game. And yeah. that just gets to set rules like that. And um, Charlie had asked him, they said, you've got to do a test. So he did the test and he couldn't, he couldn't do the test. He kept doing the test. And then they started taking the mick out of him and saying, oh, you're rubbish, you're, you're terrible. Um, one of them called him retarded. Oh, um, yeah. And I thought, like, don't use that word. What they did yeah. is they got around the filter by typing it as three different things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really annoying. Um, and the difficulty there is I had to step in and say, Charlie is autistic. And the reason yeah. I had to write it is because Charlie said, I am crying. Because he doesn't think it's abnormal to share that information with somebody. Right, mm. yes, Because exactly. I encourage him to be expressive so we know. Yeah. Right, yes. So in that situation, it's, 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 it's a difficult question to answer. Basis, yeah, horrendously popular, right? They do as good a job as they can of moderating chats and interactions. Mm. What they don't do is moderate the games. Yeah, Roblox could easily have all of their games rated, but if they did, mm. it would mean about 30% of all the games on the service can off the service. Yeah, uh, the idea yeah. behind Roblox is community generated content to get as many yeah. people on as possible, selling as many things as add ons. And that's a business model. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But it makes it difficult as a parent to do mm. that. Yeah. On... I have... Go on, sorry, go on. I was going to say that I have noticed that other games have started in their um, in their team speak on their... In the games, like... Um, I think Call of Duty was one of them. They're actually starting to ban words in there that um, they don't want people to use in there. Obviously, they had a little bit of a temperamental issue with it. But it is good to see that developers are sort of taking that... that that stance with that and going you shouldn't use certain words it's their game you know they made it they've got every right to say i don't want this word used in the team speak mm -hmm. those that right. say oh why can't we use this then play somebody else's game or even better make, make your, own. your own yes yeah, yeah, yeah i agree i agree yeah um yeah. going back to the original question though yes it is very difficult when you've got headsets and you've got people talking um, yeah None mm -hmm. of my children are allowed to use headsets in gaming to talk to their friends unless I'm there and we set up. Um, they're actually blocked from doing it on most games except one, which I know they only play with friends. If you can yeah, play. yeah, mm. that's good. Um, that's great to hear. It's a major issue. I mean, if you look at the reasons why Microsoft and Yahoo closed down all their chat, there's a number of different things about. Not going to go into them, uh, but. It wasn't a super safe place to be because they weren't moderated. And the problem mm. with voice is technology is not there yet to cut out specific words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
realistically, it is, but none of us would be happy with a one and a half second delay for any voice going out and back. Yes. Um, the other side of it is, you can't moderate people. No. You can, you can no. ban them, you can kick them, you can do whatever you want, but there will always, in any society, whether it is, and it's always been the case, whether voice chat, whether chat rooms, whether team speak, before that it was music, before that books, there will always be somebody mm. with a voice that you don't necessarily think is the right voice to hear, but actually without that voice, you can't have a debate. Right, yeah. so yes. It's a really difficult balance okay. between somebody with an opinion don't, you don't agree with, or somebody that's mean or horrible or just toxic, and other people who we class as normal. Mm. Um, mm. For all normal, how boring would life be? Right. <laughs> that's very true, yeah. The second argument is, is it the responsibility of the publisher, the developer, server, um, host, or is it responsibility of the parent, is it responsibility of the player? There's so many different levels of responsibility. Yeah. Sure. So it's really difficult. Um, for me, I think until somebody's of an age that's reasonable, let's, let's say 13, 13 is the age that you can have a social media account on certain social channels. Yeah. Um, if it was me, I'd hire that age to 16 years, 9 months, and 11 days. Does anybody know why 16 years, 9 months, and 11 days is important? No. Uh, would that be when they finally left secondary school in this country? The exact date that the Army, Army, Navy, and the Air Force in the UK believe you were old enough to be trained to kill someone. Ah, oh, okay. Um, oh, wow. They, they did lots of tests, and that's the date you can come in to one of the armed services from. Because oh, they wow. believe that's when you are emotionally capable mm. of deciding, I'm going to fight for my country. Yeah, um, okay. I'm a weirdo, because mm. I believe that's, you know, that's kind of the age of adult consent. In mm. my right. I don't, may not necessarily agree with it, but it's well, a reasonable, uh, reasonable yeah. age. Mm. And should I, I would imagine that's... Yeah, should we ban talking in online games until somebody's 16, 16 years, 9 months, 11 yeah. days? We shouldn't because no people do it. No, no, and I believe it's down to everyone to make a choice as to whether they yeah. want to join that sort of thing. I mean, in the past, I've been on TeamSpeak and Xbox Live and stuff like mm. that, and you do encounter some very yeah. uh, vicious people on there, all for the sake of you're playing a fighting game and someone beats you, and it's mm. just you, you just get some sort of hate message for no particular reason, yeah. and you know, the term scrub and all that, yeah, yeah, all, all yeah. the people in fifa and then they send you a message saying you cheated I'm like, no i'm just <clears throat> yep mm. i used to get those on halo 3 all the time you cheated how i've just bought i've just bought fifa 21 and i had to, you know you have to do the five division games against other people to sort of test your skill level mm -hmm. i lost i lost one game earlier 22 nil <laughs> oh. i'm in division eight wow but, okay but luckily there was no um I actually was, I was really childish. I resorted to scoring own goals in the last 10 minutes because I was just so, so angry with myself. <laughs> it's how we go self rather than the other people most of the time, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I made the choice. I could have easily sent that person a message on Xbox Live, you know, full of swear words and whatever. But, exactly. I, you know, I was just like, no, it's me. I'm not very good at FIFA. Walk away. But and I think the re I think you were saying about voice, you know, these younger children going on games like Call of Duty and things, they're learning that behaviour from the people who are irresponsible and toxic, aren't they? And it's it's a hard sort of 
thing for them to get out of because once they start hearing that behavior they think it's they think it's acceptable quite often they, they don't, their parents don't even know that they're doing it and then they sort of get into that into that cycle don't they so it's about breaking that cycle and it's about the community i think policing itself you know yeah. calling people out for it you know agreed um yeah i'm i'm going to uh wind this up with one more question because uh i i think louis is getting salty <laughs> <laughs> The next guest. Okay, this is a comment. This is not a question. I'll ask the question next. But Lewis says, uh, Pete is always getting beaten at fighting games. So, <laughs> um, that, that is actually true. That, uh, <laughs> that will lead us to our next segment. But I do want to go out. I have one more question from chat. That previous question, by the way, was from Zoro Rides Again. That was my fault. I should have said who it was from. Um, this question is from, uh, again, uh, Sergeant Strength. Go, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, why, and I like this question, it's very good. Uh, why has it taken so long for people to flag up mental health as a priority? And we have seen that become I, more to the forefront in the last couple of years. Yeah. I think it's always been there personally, but I just think people are more open about talking about it now. I think personally. from my personal respect, it was, um, I, I stayed quiet for quite a long time on it and it affected my, my personal mental health that being uh, in the shadows, you know, not looking after myself mentally was, was a really bad idea. So I'm very open about it now to try and, uh, you know, encourage more people to be open about it because it's the only one way that you will obviously improve yeah. your mental health is to, to communicate with someone, whether it be yeah. a friend or a professional or... Or Anyone. a stranger. Any, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, weirdly, that also kind of talks a lot to how our parents brought us up. Um, mm. And I don't know how old everybody is in this room. I'm the oldest, I reckon. Although, of course, I know I don't know. I'm 35. 32. But my mum did most of the, the parents of my dad in the army, mm -hmm. we went all over the world doing things that I didn't know until I was about to say. But I didn't really have a relationship with her. My mum did all of the bringing up. Yeah. And my mother was an amazing mother. She wasn't, she didn't give me everything because we didn't have everything. She gave me sure. all of the attention that I wanted. Um, and she taught me right from wrong. And I think perhaps we're more open about think this is a great thing that we're more open about mental health because 40 years ago if you said mm -hmm. I'm feeling mm. depressed it, the answer would be let me get you a whiskey you'll be better. yeah yes. yeah or, or the yeah. typical man up term or something like yeah. that you yeah. know emotions are more acceptable um, mm. in terms of the general population you know I don't openly talk about any mental health issues I have um, and I don't do that on social media because I have other people like mom. Mm. Uh, I can talk to her so yeah. day. And she can talk to me. Yeah. And sure. Kids can talk to me. And I can talk to my kids. Um and I think I think it's important that that we recognise the benefit that our parents have brought to us because if all of us in this room who are within I would say uh fifteen years age gap between all of us in this room, uh I'm not that old, but I'm also old. <laughs> but I would say that the way they brought us up allows us to be more. Um, and I think that's something we have to applaud our parents for. And we have to 
to honour them by doing the same for your kids. So mm. anybody out there who's watching or listening, if you have children, be good parents. Yes. Because then you end up with like people like us. Um, yeah. And what that means is, I think openness and honesty has to be met with appreciation and Absolutely, the ability yeah. to listen and the ability to just be there. And I think being there and listening is, is as important as opening up and talking. And I think if, yeah. you, if you don't have both, it makes it more difficult. We're, we're of an age group and a generation now that allows both of those things to happen. Yeah. yeah. And I think that the work that's being done by a lot of mental health charities are now obviously setting the groundwork up for the next generations for it to be pretty much ingrained within them that mental health is very important and they'll be a lot more open about it in the future. And this is only obviously what we're going to be able to, to help them with right now to be able to put it into the collective hive mind a lot more, which I'm very, very appreciative of, you know, being someone who suffered in silence for quite a long period of time. So yeah. obviously we can only, you know, extend our thanks to charities like Safe in Our World and, yeah. you know, Samaritans and everything like that for what they do to assist with mental health. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that is actually uh, a quite a good note to to end up on. Um, uh, Gareth, would you like to to say just a little something uh, for closing? Yeah, I don't get to talk often. So uh, Liverpool are the champions of the English Premier League, as well as the, uh, the they're also the world champions at the moment, I believe. Mm. Um, <laughs> stuff. Um, so I just thought I'd get that in first because it's really important. Because we haven't been able to celebrate it yet. Um, but more importantly, if anybody just wants to read up on mental health, just please visit safeontheworld.org. So much information. Uh, if you want to hear stories from people within the industry, um, so if you want to read them, you can do that. My story's on there. I think there's about 30 odd now. Uh, I'm trying to push a story every two weeks, I think it is, where somebody mm -hmm. from the industry talks about their problems how they might have overcome them. Um, and it's really interesting to hear from people that you respect of to hear, hear them. And so if anybody wants to even tell their story, just get in touch, you know, hello at safeinourworld.com because we have a definite email address yeah. on the website, which is good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the most important thing to say is the website is the first resource and, and, and as we say, signposting is, is the gateway to get help. So if anything you need help, <laughs> just go there first off, we'll direct you right to who you need to speak to. And by yep. yep. <laughs> the Brilliant. And Excellent. Be active, so. There you go. And thank Excellent. you yeah. so much for yeah. joining Thank us. you so much, Gareth. Yeah, thank you, Gareth. Like, we really appreciate um, everything that you've done with uh, Safe in Our World, so the collaboration and for coming on today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. No problem. We're more than welcome to have you back anytime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're always looking right. for podcast guests, Gareth. So. Yeah. <laughs> always. always. I've got children, but I don't have a life. Aww. So uh, uh, if anybody wants to invite me on, I'm, I'm always around. Oh, I mean, good. not every week. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes there's football on Sundays. But, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm more than happy to come on anytime again. But um, perfect. Yeah, maybe thanks for letting us come on and talk about Safe in the World. Really appreciate it. Excellent. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks. Thanks, Gareth. Thanks, Gareth. Bye. Bye. Take care.
Totally. Um, Mike, are you going to stay with us for a little bit longer, or are you going to are you going to have to dip out? I'm torn between being the overlord or being a parent and saying goodnight to my kids. Oh my God. Go and say goodnight to your kids, my man. You've got to. I put this T-shirt on earlier, and my my little girl said, Aww. she yes. said, she said, is that the green Mario? That's green. Well, it used to be Green Mario a long, long time ago. That's what I called him when I was little. Green Mario. I want to be Green Mario. Fabulous. Well, I'm going to let you guys get on with it. And uh, again, just I just want to say a big thank you to the both of you. I can't, well, I can believe, but I also can't that it's reached episode 50. Um, you've done an amazing job. The organization that goes into it, the, the time, the effort you guys put into it as well and the guests you've arranged everything about the show is getting better every week and uh, just a huge thank thank you to you guys i'm really proud that you're representing rapid reviews and uh, onwards and upwards oh uh, shucks i didn't, didn't know this was gonna happen yeah. <laughs> but always thank you for giving us the opportunity to do it absolutely and, and here's my to pleasure. at least 200 more yes, <laughs> yes. oh my gosh Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for joining, Mike. No worries, guys. Enjoy the Kylie. Needs another bottle. <laughs> I'm sure she'll get that at some point soon. Oh, yeah. I'll be watching the rest of this probably later or tomorrow. So, um, awesome. yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be watching. I'll be, I'll be watching the bottles stack up behind you. <laughs> Amazing. Brilliant. Thanks again, Mike. Thanks, guys. Good luck with the rest of the show. Thank you. Cheers. All right, All right, so it's just us two for now. For so now, I will, but I think yeah, but we, uh, <laughs> yeah, we basically what we're going to do now is we are going to take some news uh, from the last couple of weeks because we haven't yeah. recorded for the last couple of weeks. So we've got four stories that we'll, oh, yeah, four stories that we want to cover, and we've got a range of guests that, to come on. Yep. And it was very unfortunate at the time, but we have got one guest who couldn't join us. So shout outs to Jennifer at Lady Sugar Cube, who yeah. unfortunately couldn't be here, but we wanted to do the Smash Brothers Ultimate of everybody is here, but we just couldn't quite get that done, unfortunately. So, uh, but don't feel obliged, Jen, to feel bad about it. You know, no. we appreciate your <laughs> listen completely. Absolutely, you know? yeah. So. Uh, I'm going to get the next couple of people on, so bear with me a moment. Isn't it Lewis first, and then... Uh, we've got two people joining us for oh, this one. Okay. So, so I'm going to add them into the chat. No, so one of them was sort of close. like a... It was, it, it was sort of like they came in at the very last minute, which was oh. great. So, like, it did work out. But they have been added, they are calling, and we are waiting and seeing... Sorry. Oh, I see two windows. Oh, I do too. Oh, oh, oh. What the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> that is a brilliant helmet. <laughs> You've been waiting for that, Lewis, haven't you? I've been in that. Well, <laughs> I I've been in that for a while. you were getting salty. <laughs> <laughs> do you like I the re- setup? It's so I do. red. It's red. <laughs> that is amazing. So, uh, so to the, to the to the people who can see uh, and. The two people have joined us. Introduce yourselves. Lewis, we already know who you are. <laughs> I can't turn this off. I, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Poor Give me a Nana. Sec. I'm Lewis. 
Yes, that's Lewis. <laughs> and we're joined by Nat. Nat, can you help no, me? No, it's not Nat. It's oh, Dr. No, it's Dr. Virtual. Oh my gosh, it is Dr. Oh, Virtual. Oh, terrible. Our first ever guest, Dr. Virtual, a personal my friend. My windows haven't come in. I've got a big red blotch. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're just seeing that doom filter. Oh yes, Dr. Virtual's wearing a Pac-Man shirt. <laughs> um... <laughs> Give me a second. I've got to turn my headphones up because I can't yeah, do no shit. <laughs> and there's our first one. Of course it was Lewis. <laughs> I was going to join just like with a big old, what's up, fuckers? But, uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm busy obsessing on shirts. Okay. Kylie, I know you have three gardens, but I didn't realize you had a whole two hats. I have three hats. I just left the other one upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> one for each garden. Brilliant. So, uh, Dr. Virtual, do you want to say hello? Yay! Howdy. <laughs> yep. Excellent. I, so, out of everyone's yeah. shirts tonight, I have to say old school Pac Man. Very. Um, oh, obviously, you can't see my shirt, but it is the Pokemon trainers, the basic trainers essentials. Yeah. And I see Lewis has got uh, Ghostbusters. I got that oh, ghost. And then Mike had Luigi. Green Mario. Yeah, very good. That's so, shall we shall we kick into this news story because this one was a very interesting one. Um, the reason why we've got Doctor Virtual and Lewis on this one is because one has a relation to Microsoft and the other is a Smash Brothers player. So, um, uh, give off something away. I, I can't hear the other guest. <laughs> oh. Can we hear? Oh no! We can't hear you. Oh no! <laughs> no! I thought this was just me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was wondering about it. I was like, what? Technical difficulties, everyone. This is the joys of live streaming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, there we go. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. perfect. Hey. Go. Okay, now no properly problem. say hello, yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. V. Yay, now I know what segment we're in. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So, um, the story... <laughs> so this one came out of left field so um we had a new announcement for a smash brothers character uh the second on dlc pack 2 or the season pass 2 which happens to be steve alex zombie and enderman as dlc characters not doom now, guy it was so unfortunate it wasn't doom guy yeah. Or yeah. I, don't, I, I don't have the I don't have a Minecraft helmet. <laughs> you will do soon, maybe. Yeah, but you could have made a Minecraft sword in like two seconds. Look, you should have just got a box. Just stick a box on your head. I've ruined my living room now. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so um basically the uh the collective internet lost their minds on this one so dr virtual yeah. how did you feel about this announcement well um i was a bit surprised more than anything else because um of uh nintendo going into that sort of territory with the characters they brought out i was I thought, well, they brought in a piranha plant, so I thought they could pretty much bring in anything else into Smash and yeah, mm. I expect to see this for the next announcement of characters. It was a yeah. It was a weird one because there was a lot of um 
a lot of stuff going around on the internet like for a good couple of years and and the mock-ups have been pretty pretty brilliant like over the years for steve himself and obviously the skins associated with alex uh zombie and enderman um i never thought this was gonna happen i thought this was like the most ridiculous thing that people were requesting but mm. yet it happened it's not it's goku not well, Goku's already been deconfirmed. He's like one of the only people who has been. <laughs> I don't know why people want him to come. Because they want their animes like film, like fulfillment. I have no idea why. There's yeah. enough anime in the game. There... Oh, too many anime swordsmen. Too many Zero animes. Anime. But doesn't Goku have a fighting game he's already in? Yeah, it's yeah but it's DDR. not Smash Bros. No, but that other one that's like a Smash Brothers, but it's not good. Oh, you Oh, what do you mean, Dragon Ball Fighters? Jump Force. Jump Force. Oh, ooh, ooh. Sorry, that's how bad that game is. A, dis a disgrace to fighting games and anime alike, I believe my review for that was. And you'd be very right, because I oh. felt that when I played it in preview. Yep, terrible game. Did you, did, wait, were you at the Bandai Namco preview for that? Oh, I've derailed already. No, was... I, was, um, I played it at Hyper Japan. The uh, the like the preview builds for that game ran like dog shit. <laughs> yeah, it was like less than twenty frames at least. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad, honestly. I remember sitting on this beanbag cushion in front of a screen, played it for five minutes, put literally put the pad down, and I went, "That is the biggest pile of shit." But it did have Yu-Gi-Oh in there. Does Smash Bros have Yu-Gi-Oh? No, exactly. <laughs> as, as, as the group falls silent yes no, uh, so, do okay. we want you go and smash brothers who wants you go and smash brothers yes, me I do. Me you may be in the minority i think <laughs> definitely <laughs> but i i want to know uh starting with uh dr virtual md um what was your first reaction did you have any suspicion whatsoever that Good old Steve was going to be dropped into Smash Brothers. No, none at all, actually. That's the way it came by as a total surprise. Um, I thought, out of all characters, um, when I saw it, I was like, it's fake. No, right. this can't be yeah. real. Then I thought, mm, the type of trailer, how it's made, it's not family. And it was a bit of a funny trailer. So I was like, eh? is he in it? What's he doing it? Then I saw a few others. I thought, I was just surprised. Um, I was. Because the way they've been going, Smash Brothers, I would have thought they would have brought another swordsman in. <laughs> well, technically, they, they did. <laughs> We've literally just got a message from chat that says there is never enough anime swordsmen. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Do you play Smash Brothers? <laughs> that sounds like it came from someone who has a husbando or waifu. Those are Tim's. Oh, the so I like have a little have a little pillow. The pillow has its cock out. There we go. Oh my god. Look, I'm not gonna lie. I saw that you could get custom pillows of anything you want, body pillows, and I have thought about Master Chief. Just put them on a pillow. There is a Master Chief one and an Arbiter one. What? No, I need them what both. have you done, Louis? What have you done? Can't Kylie on... make them herself? <laughs> yeah, she probably, she probably she could, could. You can yeah. sell them. I could. I could. I think Microsoft and 343 might have a problem with that. Nah, Microsoft don't give a shit. 
That's true. Yeah, that's very true. They like they let people do anything they want with that Halo IP, don't they? Yeah, they put all about... free on it. Pete, no. So, um, what... I, I'm not. I'm not apologizing for that one. Pete. Uh, but what do you guys think of uh, oh, God, Pete's <laughs> Steve's um, fight set, fighting set, fighting move? Oh, the move set. Move set. Thank you. Oh, I've not seen it. It's uh, incredibly weird. It is very Smash Brothers. It is. It's the the perfect way to incorporate Minecraft into it's, Smash Bros. Honestly, there's crafting. Yeah. Yeah, those blocks that are essentially going to be like projectiles, they look like they're going to be so cheap. Mm. Uh, they look, they look the worst, honestly. But I'm trying, I'm trying to remember what the move set is. I think, I think, Steve, uh, like you literally gather resources in the map, right? And different maps have different resources, and yes. then you craft, you spawn a crafting table, and you mm -hmm. can craft your weapons, but you can also place blocks around the. Uh, Arena, and apparently they yeah, had to remake yeah. all the maps in the game to, yeah, to be able to do time. this. Yeah, it's why it's taken a long time to actually do it because uh, Sakurai and his team need to actually make sure that there were mineable blocks on every single stage, and there's like over a hundred stages at this point, so that's quite ridiculous. And we don't deserve Sakurai and his team. <laughs> yeah. Um, why is my camera in monochrome? What the hell is it going on? <laughs> You what is it up, my friend? I don't know. Yeah, what did y'all think of Sakurai's like whole intro for the thing? I thought it was pretty good. I thought it's the CG scary. trailer was fun. Yeah. Mm, yeah, Mary just standing there shocked was utterly hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I love that bit. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. The the work that they always do to put in on the on these trailers is incredible and this is another one that didn't disappoint. Mario was murdered. He's dead. He's in hell. I mean, Luigi's already been murdered. So yeah, by that's... Ridley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's I'm dead. Pretty, I'm pretty sure Death did as well in the uh, in the Simon Belmont reveal trailer. Oh, poor Luigi. Yeah, oh. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had to go there. Mamma mia. Oh, goodness. Okay. Jeez. Um, how, many, how many maps were added? It was like there were several, wasn't it? Quite a bit. Sorry, what was that? How many maps were added with it? It was like. Oh, just. Um, it's it's just one. Map, yeah. It's just one. Yeah, it's one, but it changes biomes, right? Oh, yeah, it's quite, that... it's, yeah, it's kind of like um, the Animal Crossing track oh. on America where it changes season. Right, okay. I was hoping they'd make a new poker floats. They should have done. Sakurai, you coward, make poker floats. So why do we feel that this completely pissed off a lot of people? Oh, Smash fans are really funny to piss off, and that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's going to say Grumpy. Pete, I Smash <laughs> uh, what was what? it I out on the uh, Discord? I was like, Steve, what? Yeah. And then I was like, oh crap, I better actually edit that message. Yeah. It was, yeah, that was an interesting uh, whole little thing that happened. Uh, 
But I don't know why people thought it was that surprising. I thought Steve was one of like the most popular leaks for Fire Pass Two. That's what I thought actually. I've heard like I've heard from like uh, like uh, Smash Bros. Leaker that uh, leakers that Steve has been planned for Ultimate for ages. Right. That's yeah. And, uh, considering like Sakurai was like Nintendo kept asking me to do it. I guess a lot of the other leaks are also now true. <laughs> I'm not sure how much of them are probably going to be true on this one. I do feel like it's possible that Nintendo throw a lot of characters out there and some of them are fake to obviously throw people off. Yeah. And I think no, a lot of- No cringe. Yeah, I think <laughs> Steve was one of the ones that people considered to be the like the pinnacle of the fake leaks. So they probably discounted it quite a lot. And that, hmm. I did. I definitely did. I didn't. So- it's yeah. Minecraft. You want well, Minecraft yeah. in your game, still, look, 10 years look, on. Look, when someone turned around and told me that Minecraft has sold over a million copies on Switch alone in Japan, that's when it made sense to me. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, yeah. Minecraft, by the way, has, has, has had its best year ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is just normal Minecraft. It right. never stops selling. Something Gee. happened this last even year. The, even the mobile version this year has had its best year ever. Is that you can pirate that? You don't have to pay for it, kids. <laughs> Download the APK. I'll send it to you. Oh, <laughs> no, no. no. Um, yeah. Grab uh, reviews for APK. Does not condone. Brought up a good point in chat, which is when the announcement dropped. He said, "Also, I like how Twitter died for a bit." Which was yeah. <laughs> Didn't die for long enough. <laughs> Twitter and YouTube both collectively died for a few hours. <laughs> they went nuts. They went absolutely crazy. Um, so, uh, Dr. Virtual, will this be your uh, competitive fighter? Will Steve be your competitive fighter? <laughs> uh, well, I do like um, switching up with Smash Brothers, playing, um, getting to know different characters, and always picking the same ones, unless I'm actually competitive fighting for tournaments or. Right good fighting matches online. Um, but I do like unusual fighters, and this one does seem unusual. Yeah. Unusually different. Seems like his um, fighting attributes, specs, whichever one you want to call it, or style, fighting style, yeah. seems to be a bit uh, very, very different. I mean, from what I saw in the trailers, um, he could build blocks up or something. I don't know yes. if that's an update. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what that is. Um, probably is... I'd imagine it's because uh, I haven't seen the breakdown. I'd imagine it's kind of like his projectile, really. Yeah. So, so whew, I've yet to try him because I did buy the what do you call it? Pass season pass Pass two. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's oh. not out just yet. I can't remember when he's due out though. End of this month, I believe. The twenty eighth. Chat will let us know. I know they will. Yeah. I believe well, in you, chat. <laughs> on their day one, I'll be trying him out like I do with every character. Chat has mm. also said that the light above Lewis's head is what's being picked up in his video. So that's yeah. why your colors off. Oh. <laughs> he might well. need to go doom doom filter again. Mighty mighty chat. <laughs> okay, Google. Turn the light red. Yes. Realized we were playing BPM here. That's really cool. I really like that. It's, it's... Thanks. I got um, I got it for free with the Spotify thing. <laughs> excellent. 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 Yeah. yeah. Mine's mine's Australian. <laughs> uh, 
Because the voice I, is very nice. That is go. very strange to me, uh, going from the U.S. where, well, I'm going to specifically talk about the iPhone lady, is a lady, and then I came here, and it's a dude. You can <laughs> change a... that. Yeah, can. I, I know now you can change it, but at first it was like, ah, oh, that's weird. That's a very is it, like, Did they set it to the opposite gender? Because I, I've never had a guy default really? on my virtual assistant, ever. Yeah, mine, uh, my iPhone over here was defaulted to a dude, and it was weird. I was like, I don't want you to talk to me. <laughs> I've never had dude assistants. Because if they, when, like, when, when I'm like in bed and I've accidentally set off my Google, <laughs> so it's like, what's oh. up? What? All the time. I'll just talk. They never turn up when I want them to turn up, especially Siri, useless. Um, but whenever I don't want them to turn up, they always activate. <laughs> yeah, uh, chat has said that chat should get to control the color. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I sure. agree. If, if chat if chat picks a color, they get they can. Uh, I'll I'll change it to that color. But I will warn you, most colors don't work. Oh. The light supports them. Google Home doesn't know how it works. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so uh, we'll go back to Smash just for probably one. Uh, who's getting one the more. amiibo? Oh, I really, really want a Terry one. Are they still doing amiibos? <laughs> They do. They do amiibos of every Smash Fire. They do, yeah. Yeah. I bought the Ridley one straight away. Mm. The banjo one looks absolutely incredible. I'm getting the banjo one. I've, I've, look, my amiibo, uh, my amiibo collection is based on games that I have a massive affiliation with. So unfortunately, banjo is not going to be one of them. But that's why Terry will be got. So I think that's a mistake. So. Fine, look, when I go back and play Banjo-Kazooie, that might change. You can play it before the Amiibo comes out. I know I can. I've got Rare Replay. <laughs> I just haven't got around to playing it yet. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you feel about the Amiibo, Sock? He's gone. Uh, <laughs> Amiibos are very funny. Uh, the um, uh well, I've not actually bought any Amiibos in my life, actually. No, I think I have. I think they've got all molded up when I was moving house. Oh, because um, the Yoshi one is really cute. Yeah. That's all I know about Amiibos. Yoshi's cute. That's it. Uh, the so you got a woolly one. Amazing. Yeah, I've got one. <laughs> um, That's Pete's body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the size of my head. It's not going to fit that. <laughs> No, I haven't got the giant one. I've just got the regular size one. Oh, shame. I, I, I would actually buy the giant one as well. Hmm. Chat says green. Oh, okay, Google. Light green. Ah! Oh, I'm hulking up. That's literally I would go for Halo said. more than anything. The chat said oh. Hulk color, so there you go. But uh, yes, back to Dr. Virtual and Amiibos. His adventure yeah. not buying Amiibos. Uh, what was the question again? Uh, how do you feel about the Amiibos, the new line of Amiibos that have been uh, announced? Oh, um, I've not exactly seen the lineup actually just yet. Uh, I'm interested though, because I do like Amiibos, because I wouldn't mind starting up a collection. Of I them. think it's just the end of Fighter Pass 1, right? That's the it, new yeah, one? It's the DLC characters that are on Fire Pass 1. So, so it's Banjo, Byleth. And Terry. Yeah, yeah and Byleth's only male Byleth, right? They're not doing female Byleth? 
I'm surprised by that as well. Yeah, because I feel like nobody wants the dude. Yeah, but did they have male and female Corrin? I'm sure they... I think uh, they did. Yeah. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm certain they did have that as well. I'll definitely be getting the Banjo-Kazooie one then. Yeah! I love that game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Everyone buy them and throw them at Pete. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look, so long as I can snag a few and keep them for my own collection, I'll be (laughs) scamper off into the the cave. (laughs) Holding a bunch of Banjo Amiibos in your shit. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, we've got so Kylie, if if you had any, if you had to get any of these amiibos, which one would you get? Uh, of the ones that have just come out. Uh, the ones they've just announced, yeah, or any, any is fine. Well, like there's no Halo amiibo. I know. Not yet. Uh, but there is a cloud one. Uh, player one, or player two, though. That's the important question. <laughs> uh don't know i'd have to look <laughs> uh the player one is basically cloud's original costume the player two is the advent children costume nope oh the advent children costume no that film sucks anyway <laughs> i don't know well, i don't know why people like that movie nobody it likes sucks. that movie, Who likes that movie? Chad, people like love that movie. movie advent children oh my gosh I was, I was on I was on Twitter not that long ago. I think it was when Final Fantasy VII Remake was coming out, and people were like, oh, I'm going to re-watch Advent Children before I play this. One, wrong order, right? Oh. Advent Children takes place afterwards. Two, Advent Children sucks. It does. Absolutely, 100%. Anyone who owns a, a physical copy of that movie should be <laughs> crucified. Oh, dear. <laughs> liked Advent Children. Um, we do have a question from chat, though. And I'm going to send it to Dr. Virtual. So, who do you guys want to see as one of the next four fighters? Uh, personally, I would love to see one of the Cave Story characters to represent Japan's <gasps> Cave Story! Kaylee! I want Kaylee. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Cave Story. Nice. My, one of my favorite games of all time. Oh, very mm. nice. What about you, Doc Virtual? Wow. Um, is this for Smash? Yes. Yes, for Smash. Uh, I should have specified. I'm, I'm not... I made a video briefly on this on my YouTube channel when I made a video about five characters that I wouldn't mind seeing in Smash, but this is one of those what-if characters were brought into it. I think one of my characters um, was Worms. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah! That's great. I mean, they've got a very, very moveset, really. I could, it say, could work. Think of the moveset on Worms. Holy Hand Grenade. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the holy hand grenades got all the all the old lady has got to be the final smash. Gosh. Yeah. Or the the is it like the ram that breaks through the map? They probably have to remake all the maps again yeah. so they can break through. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike says plankton from SpongeBob, which I I love anything SpongeBob. So that would be that's nice. a Plan Z move. That one. <laughs> that was a SpongeBob reference, by the way. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> So, Lewis, anyone in apart from Doom Guy? Uh, I don't know. I, I really want Kelly from Cave Story in now. No, I'd love yeah. that. <laughs> um, can't oh. think of it. Kiryu! Put Kiryu oh, in yeah. it. I think a lot of people have requested Kiryu now, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, they've requested for Tekken a lot. 
I'm Which not he, he would be he would be so perfect in Tekken. He, uh, imagine him and, and Kazuya just fighting. That would be amazing. Uh, but put him in Smash because, I mean, Kiryu's always put into situations that he doesn't quite understand, so that would also be perfect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, meta reasons, it makes complete sense. Yeah, uh, either that or Skull Kid, because Skull Kid is a Smash pick I've always wanted. Right. Skull Kid is a good option. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> so this is a no Gino, one. though. Fuck Gino. Yeah, so this is a tough one for me, like, because I love loads of characters, like, from from Nintendo history, but I'm going to have to go with an, with one that's obviously had a representation for a series that's already there. I would actually go with Chun-Li. I, I was mm. going to say, what do you think about the odds of a Street Fighter character ever being featured in Smash Brothers? I think Tekken's got more of a shot of being featured first, and I think, if anything, it'll probably be... I know they've got Heihachi as a, an assist trophy, haven't they? So I would reckon that Den, uh, Jin or Devil Jin is probably going to be the way to go with that. I thought um, Virtua Fighter was like a like a, a run-in for Smash, but then they just made them assist trophies, didn't they? Yeah, it's the Akira assist trophy yeah. for that one. Yeah. Um, I, I think if Virtua Fighter was to come out with a new game soon, which I know they have been teasing, then that yeah. might be... A In a couple of years, I think. Mm, yeah, because they're hoping to go on the eSports side of things. Put, uh, put Ayane from Dead or Alive slash Ninja Gaiden in there. Absolutely. Oh my god, you Wait, imagine. Look, Sakura there... have a meltdown about that one, just saying, look, Smash is for good boys and girls, that's why we need to cover her up. <laughs> but do, didn't they, doesn't Nintendo have like a weird kind of partnership with Koei Tecmo as well? Because Ayane was like a weird DLC thing for like a Wii U exclusive and it didn't make any sense. So, yeah, it was a weird one. Yeah. Um, they do have a good working relationship because of obviously High War Warriors, so it could mm. make sense. But if I had to go logical, I do think one of the champions could be included in this DLC pack. So probably um, Urbosa is probably my my pick for that. If that's the case, no Linkle then. Linkle is fine in Hyrule Warriors. The first move set is the best in Hyrule Warriors. It's perfect. Well, we've got. A I'll take the word for that. We've got a great suggestion from chat that I can totally get behind, which is the surgeon from Surgeon Simulator. Oh my god! <laughs> Think of that move set. <laughs> everywhere. Someone just put the comment "sheep," and I don't know if they're talking about us or if they want a sheep in Smash Bros. That is probably worms related. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the <super> sheep. <laughs> Look, I'll I'll be honest as well. Sakurai, honestly, Phoenix right. Phoenix Wright or Miles Edgeworth? I prefer funny. Phoenix, but Miles is a good pick as well. I I, I don't know. Um, Doc, the judge. Yeah. <laughs> Doc, Doc Virtual, do you uh, do you think that Phoenix Wright's gonna make it into Smash? That has been talked about for years. That's a good possibility. Um, he's from that. What is he? Is he that Lord? Ace of Attorney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's he was it, in yeah. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 as well. Yep, that's that's the key right there, being in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. I reckon there would be a high possibility. I mean, they just brought in Steve from the other games. So. <laughs> I know, anything's possible now. Anything possible, yeah, the sky's the limit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think the sky was the limit when uh, Brawl introduced Snake and... Uh, Snake mm. and Sonic, and then obviously we got Cloud in Smash for Wii U and 3DS. And Piranha Plant, yeah. 
<laughs> the okay. piranha plant's a really fun character, and people hate it for some reason. He's great. I, I, think I, saw, I saw a bunch of hate about him, like, a couple of days ago. I've been like, why would you pick such a, like, a boring character? I was like, he's full... Piranha Plant's full of personality. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. absolutely. Love that little I mean, chomper. Dangerous. Look, that, po that poison is dangerous as hell. It's kind of cheap as well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah so imagine if like, throw... Yeah, you throw that poison out, get behind them, and then just, boom, where are they? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we talked about Piranha Plant on our early episodes, um, and I was joking about how it could be a competitor, and then uh, Pete set me straight and said, no, it actually could be a uh, competitor. Uh, mm. Is it, or is he banned, like most He's of the characters? <laughs> yeah. so no, there's, like, to be fair, there's only been two characters that have ever been banned in uh, competitive Smash, which is Meta Knight in Brawl and Bayonetta in Smash 4. Yeah. Which is that, that's because people were trolling with Bayonetta, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do it a lot. <laughs> Wasn't, um, what's his name, banned from tournaments in this Smash Brothers? The one with all the little... Hero, wasn't it? Hero got banned. Oh, they yeah. were talking about banging him. For a little bit. Yeah, because of his critical strike opportunities. Mm. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, I forgot that probably that. made Sakurai very sad. It's like, mm. stop it treating my party game like it matters. <laughs> yeah, I think he came out in his Famitsu article and was a bit, a bit upset about that one. I think it got banned the day it came out as well. Yeah, I remember I was at Evo actually, and like I was worried that they were going to include him uh, in in that, but they they came out very quickly and they said, "No, we're running off the old patch before um, before Hero came out." So I was like, "Oh, thank God, I have got no time to train against him." <laughs> Would you consider Smash Brothers a fighting game or a party game? Ooh, I think it's a mix. Question: I mm. like that. I only think it's both. It's like it caters for all audiences, really. If you want to play it on like a casual level, you've got items, you've got fun stages, and stupid stuff that happens. If I'm honest, but yeah. it is it is in depth enough that we can act, that can play it as a competitive fighting game as well. Hmm. Yeah, I think if you play with items on, then it's definitely uh, then it's definitely a uh, party game, which is how I prefer to play it. I've only played it as a party game. Lewis, we've lost you. Uh, how do I fill up this thing again? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's going to cover it for that story. So I think we're going to move on to the next one. So, um, Doc, we want to thank you very much for coming on and discussing Smash Brothers with us. I know you're a big fan of the game. So me and you must jump on when, uh, uh, when Steve comes out and we can test him out. Yeah, okay, that'd be great. Craft a house. Yeah, we're going to craft a house together. Oh, <laughs> Diamond we sword. We need a live win. stream of that, please. Let's try. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if, um, uh, do you want to just disconnect from the call? Lewis is going to stick around for our next story oh, as is uh, Microsoft related. Right. It is. Thanks for so, having me. No worries, mate. Thanks again. Bye. Bye bye. 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 Excellent. And three uh, remain. Okay. Uh, not for long. <laughs> so where is the next? There we go. Let's add uh, our next guest in. Calling, calling. Oh, oh. crap, I didn't give, didn't give him his warning, but there he is. Oh, yeah, you oh. should have warned him. <laughs> hey. There Hello. Okay. Hello. So, who, so it's, uh, That's welcome, Nana. Yeah, I thought you were going to be here like 30 minutes earlier, so. 
<laughs> but he has been watching in the chat so that's good yes. i'm sorry i didn't give you a pre-notice like i've done with others it's okay <laughs> so uh the next story we've got is about the xbox series x where uh, a lot of uh the prototype models have gone out to uh review outlets as well as uh, <laughs> not to us yeah but they've got they've gone out to youtubers influencers and as such um and the impressions have been mostly positive especially about backwards compatibility which is the only thing they can talk about until next week yeah yeah exactly so shall we talk we'll obviously talk about the net how they're handling backwards compatibility so lewis do you want to run us through what you have seen so far from the impressions yeah so from what from what i've seen uh backwards compatibility doesn't use every like bit of the hardware like uh, the xbox velocity architecture for faster loading that's not available so faster loading is just pure ssd stuff it also doesn't have access to the full gpu like none okay. of that like rdna2 stuff because it's running in like a compatibility mode like kind of when you play like unsupported games on windows 10 you gotta click that thing and it'll run them as, as best as it can so performance isn't perfect on 60 fps games but it is massively improved and obviously like dynamic resolution and stuff is going to be higher um and a lot of games are running a lot better but not all are, are perfect like if you run them with like unlocked frame rates so okay so would you say that a lot of the um the ssd space that's been used up by the um by UI and that it's actually going to be related to quick resume and uh, yes uh, that was apparently an embargo breaking move by ign by the way um <laughs> they weren't supposed to talk about that um so it is using the os and the quick resume cache is using less resources than just the os on xbox one x um which is crazy <laughs> it's still using like 200 yeah. gigs um yeah and so what it is is i think it's like a 60 gigabyte cache or something 60 to 80 gigabytes and what they're doing is in quick resume which allows you to like store five games in like a, a save state is they yeah. are essentially caching that entire segment of the game that you're in into a super fast ssd uh so it acts as like a ram dump and then when you switch between each game in like a few seconds, like three to five seconds, it'll immediately put you back at the spot where you are, kind of like uh, loading up an emulator and then clicking on your uh, save state, yeah. which we don't do. No. No, but it is the comparison that I had heard from a lot of people, especially um, uh, obviously to talk about some YouTubers like MVG and... Uh, Nate the Hate, they have said the same thing that is essentially like stage dating. Yeah. We didn't get to try it, so no, a little bit salty. <laughs> Fingers crossed you, uh, MS Power user, will get their one soon. We're not getting an X. There's some news for you. We are getting an S for review. That's that one of my questions. Mm. Um, it seems that the S's have gone out. Not all no. the X's have. No, they haven't oh, just yet, have they? No, the S's aren't out yet. Um, um, I don't know when they're going out. So, right, but I mean, and I wouldn't be able to say it if I if I did. So, um, but, I mean, but S's aren't out. X's are out. Um, and to select people, there there's two waves. So from what I from what I know, it was the backwards compatibility wave, which we've all mm -hmm. seen, 
And there are some, there's some next-gen stuff, I think some enhancement mm. stuff that we're going to be seeing next week, like Gears 5 running at 120 FPS. Yep. I think that's one of them. Uh, uh, chat so. has said, why would you do that for five games? Save and exit. Uh, it's because I, of Game Pass. I can tell you why, because Kylie wants Halo 1, 2, 3, 4, and what game she doesn't talk about. That won't work, though. <laughs> that won't work, because it's all under one collection, isn't it? They're not That's individual true. applications. I'll tell you You've right ruined now. that good thing there with your logic, Lewis. Be quiet. <laughs> she, she'll, be able to have, she'll be able to have the backwards compatible version of Halo Reach. Halo Wars 1, Halo Wars 2, ODST, Master Chief Collection, and I guess Halo 5, or Halo Infinite, if you want to get Halo 5. I'll tell you right now, on my X-Bone, I've got Mafia and City Skylines both running. Both running? Well, you know... you got two Xboxes hooked up. Oh, don't start this now. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. One for each hat. <laughs> well, it's one oh, Xbox dear. for each one and a half gardens. So, oh, gosh. Okay, so Nana. Oh, gosh. So, 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 Nana, how do you feel about all the previews that have come out uh, in regards to the Xbox? Mm, I do think that it's a good thing that they're showing uh, what they can do with the um, quick resume and stuff. Like, I am a bit more worried about the S because having 198 gigabytes on what is essentially a digital only console. Um, with one terabyte, it's like that takes up a lot of space. And uh, if you want like a Call of Duty or something on there, that's also going to take up a lot of space. So it's kind of just have a space problem there. Mm, yeah, I, I have to agree with you. So how do we feel about the um, the Seagate expansion? Uh, pricey. Now it's a bit pricey. Yeah. Uh, it's it's again it's it's one of the so the the series S and the series X. I'd be surprised that they are actually uh, converting the prices properly, but mm. for some reason they're not doing that uh, on the Seagate expansion card. And we know the reason why they're so expensive. It's because phone manufacturers, like all like fifty of them, make like six phones a year, and that that has been ramping up the cost of solid state storage. Uh, yeah. like so much it's so much more expensive than it should be yeah uh, and most of those chips are just sitting in a warehouse as well so I don't think we're going to see those prices go down for a few years yeah do you feel that it is uh, possible that uh, companies might actually look into the option of preloading their games on one of these uh, expandable cards oh like actually like uh, shipping I don't know. That's a hmm. that's a lot of money. That that yeah, that's a lot of money. But it would be interesting to see. I would say, yeah. right? Because that would give people an incentive to buy one of them. I mean, Xbox has this thing that they recently introduced on the mobile app, where um, if you you're going to buy a game physically, you can open the app and you can preload a game you haven't bought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So I guess you could preload it yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a very dumb question yeah okay uh, <laughs> that's normal <laughs> oh that's true um okay so when okay when you're playing on game pass um, yeah are you downloading the full game yeah yes you are. okay okay oh wow okay then that yeah that does okay that although most games on game pass aren't really 
big. No, like I've noticed that most of the games on Game Pass are like between a couple gigabytes, like twenty gigabytes. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you know, Microsoft is going to have all those Bethesda games on there, like Elder Scrolls Online and stuff, and they're big games. Yeah. <laughs> so. Master Chief and Lone Survivor are brothers now. Yeah, isn't isn't Halo Five like a hundred gigabytes yes. on its own? Oh God! You gotta you gotta install that campaign. Upsettingly, it's gotta be there. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so I'm gonna switch gears slightly on this one because over we're gonna talk about gears. Okay. I was about to say gears of war. No, we're gonna actually talk about oh, okay. PlayStation Five because they've actually just come out in the last couple of days explaining yeah. their backwards compatibility. We've got I looked at its insides, okay. Pete. Yeah. And the, that thing up. And the, yeah, yeah, the pterodon, yeah. Yeah, that um, that heatsink, that's massive. Big, yeah. big. Very big heatsink. I think the reason why they did it this time is because they don't want, like, the big problem with the PS4, the overheating problem. Yeah, they don't want those jet engine memes anymore. No, they do They really don't. You could, Look, the, you could kill so a man like with that heatsink. Yeah, so they were like, just make the heatsink very big, make the fan very big. And yes, put liquid I metal in it. Why not? Who cares? <laughs> liquid metal for the win. Basically, what this—that that is, is terrifying, by the way. Having liquid metal at a console. Oh, oh my. Remember when people were scared of the Xbox One X having a vapor chamber, being like, "There's water oh, in my yeah. console." Oh. Okay. <laughs> but gallium is a great liquid metal. Everyone should buy some. Buy some. <laughs> yes, it's the metal that melts in your hand. Uh, so I don't think that's very good for cooling, though. Not really, unfortunately. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So well, let's, ho let's hope that liquid metal doesn't break and uh, that little seal they have doesn't break. Oh, God. Yeah. I really hope not, because that's going to be a disaster mm -hmm. if that does happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, they showed that they do have an upgradable SSD slot, which is nice. Yes. yes. That was actually I, great to see yeah, as well. Very happy about that. Oh, I still wonder how it's going to work with the, the like, vetting SSDs, but I don't know if you can, like... Well, they said they're going to have a recommended list. They've started yeah. releasing the recommended list now. Ah, okay. Can you can you put one that isn't recommended in there? Like, like I've got an SSD right here. Would I be able to just slot that in and it would work? I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I'm unsure on that part. Because, I mean, that they, they've been ramping up, like, how fast their ssd it's but if you can yeah. like put any ssd in there then it doesn't really matter does it that's actually that's a cool. question that i asked on a previous show which is now that uh, uh consoles are let's be honest they're becoming very much like pc uh at this point and i mm -hmm. have built my own pc well what stops me from going into you know my uh new xbox x or you know ps5 and upgrading it myself you know your warranty well, mostly that <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah detailed yeah. that warranty sticker you gotta peel off yeah mm. but I mean, it was a very good looking warranty sticker i can't wait oh, yeah. to peel it off in like a couple of years when i get one <laughs> nine, out of ten, nine out of ten day one purchase and mm -hmm. i usually buy my stuff used so the sticker's already been pried off or Ripped and put back. Someone's just shoved rice inside your console. <laughs> I found cat hair in some that I've bought before. 
Oh, oh God. God. Yeah, yeah, it's not fun. Not fun. <laughs> I bought I, I bought a PlayStation 2 uh, pre-owned once, and uh, I had to, like, fix my disc tray, and I realized that the problem with the disc tray was that whoever had opened it last had put the little cap in it upside down so it could no longer read discs. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> yeah, my PS4 oh, wow. that I bought, it's a PS4 Pro, and it wouldn't read discs. And then come to find oh, out... You can take the bottom off, completely off, and then clean yep. it. And um, it too, it had something in it. I can't remember. Probably cat hair again, and some kind of lint mm. and like cigarette crap. So once I did that, it was fine. But it was just like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh! But Is that why you the, have you seen the chat? Water cooling the PS4. Where, where did they detail that? I didn't see that. In the chat, right at the bottom. Water cooling a PS4? You'd have to. Um, I, I will ask chat, uh, if you water cool it, does it make it sound less like an airplane taking off? It wouldn't have what? a fan, so... Exactly, what they, should, what they should do is they should get the PS5, just lay it, like, lengthways with that stand, you know, as it is, because you've got to unscrew <laughs> that stand, and then put two PS4s on the side of it. It really will look like a plane. People are saying oh. that sand isn't like a big <laughs> problem. I, I I saw that people were saying that it actually is quite more quiet compared to the PS4. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I've, that's... Seen, I've, I've seen people saying that the stand isn't like a big problem. Like, oh, you can just like unscrew it and then you know it, it's not that much hassle. But I'm like, but it's so tall. but why should I need to? <laughs> like, I mean, it's better than Xbox. You can't unscrew the stand. Well, well, well uh, but it's. Xbox yeah, doesn't really yeah. have a stand, right? It's just like a little ring at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know why they made a screw when they have a clip for horizontal. Yeah, that's what I just understand. make a clip for both. <laughs> I, I've seen that going around on Twitter. The same thing what you said. It's like, what's the problem with having to unscrew a stand? Well, the PS2, you could just turn it on its side anyway. Exactly. And PS logo, like it was fine. You didn't need a stand, only if you wanted to buy one. Well, yes. And can can you imagine like how many people like like not people who watch like teardowns on the internet are just gonna be like, how the fuck do I get this plastic piece of shit off the bottom of my console? <laughs> I imagine. Some, I imagine some people are gonna try and rip it off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that probably. that probably will happen. Yeah. yeah. That that will be me. Like clearly. <laughs> Hulk smash. But did y'all see? The green yeah. light isn't for there nothing. Yep, there you go. <laughs> the chat. Um, yeah. But uh, I did see that the PS5 now has a hole in it that you can vacuum out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's got yeah. a little dust filter uh, yeah. because of the way that the, uh, the fan uh, works. Yes. But also mm -hmm. the stand, there's a part of the stand that you keep in the back of the PlayStation when you have it horizontal? Yes. Yeah, you could keep one of the um, one of the screws in there, can't you? And you twist it. No, no, no. I think I think that thing is in the screw hole where you mm. put the screw and then you put that little like black circle in oh, the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. That is yeah. strange. It's like it's an over-engineered thing. Mm -hmm. uh, like, what do we do with this? Make a circle. If I have to say, no, I, no, I, was just, I mm -hmm. love PS, I love PlayStation, um, but I am, I'm not, I don't hide that I am, you know, an Xbox girl, but 
I do love PlayStation, and I just... Why is it so big? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really big. Yeah, it is huge. It is huge. Like, have they, basically what Lewis has said, like, have they over... Overthought it. They, they've done a base right. Xbox One, although not to the extent where they made a bad console, I'm imagining. But, um, <laughs> like the base Xbox One was so big because they were like, well, Xbox 360 overheat all the time. We need to give half of this console one bigger, one big fan. And they did. Mm. <laughs> and that seems to be what they've done this time, although it's a, it's a lot nicer to look at than a base Xbox One. Yeah. yeah. They've yeah. definitely gone with more design over style mm -hmm. this time. Yeah. What do you? Okay, okay. So, do you think that the design is intentional or is it practical? I think it's both. It's, it's what they came. It's what they came up with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's like I think the big thing is like it looks better than the Xbox to me because it's like the Xbox you can lay it on its side, but with the stand it just looks weird. It looks it does, yeah. super ugly. On the mm -hmm. on its side, yeah. It it does look strange. But I th I think the the PS5 looks really ugly when it's standing up. I think it looks amazing horizontally. I'm a bit more of a fan with it horizontal, actually. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Also, they have removable plates now. I've seen a lot of people like that's gonna oh, become like a big markable market thing for people to make custom plates, yeah. which which will be pretty nice. That is yeah, I, I like the idea. Of that. There's a lot of space yeah. on that, on the, on the mm -hmm. PS5 that could be decorated, for lack of a better mm -hmm. word. Yeah. That's a better word. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put a big old sticker of Master Chief's ass <laughs> on mine. <laughs> what? On uh, Doom, Doom Guy's face, the other side. No, Doom Guy's face is going to be tattooed on the ass. <laughs> oh, okay yeah. i think that's gonna cover this story so thanks guys for joining us for that Bye. Discussion. No no. apparently i'm on later for the q a so you can oh, look forward yeah to that. you can come and join us back later for the q a oh, okay. bye guys all right thank you bye. thanks again Right, so before we go into our next uh, news story where we'll get uh, two more people on, we've yeah. got a couple of um, competitions, actually, yes. for this one. Yes. So uh, the first one actually is for a £50 insert coin voucher. They've been very, very kind to provide us with that. Very so thank good. you very much. So for this one, and both, uh, both the competitions that we're doing are going to close on the 31st of October, so Halloween spooky times. Yes. So for the insert coins one, we want uh, pictures to the Rapid Reviews Radio Twitter or by email at podcast at rapidreviewsuk.com. Yes. Uh, send us your pictures of your favorite gaming merch. Yes, absolutely. That's what we want to so, see, your favorite piece of okay. merch that you own that is gaming related. Yeah, it can be one of the Amiibos, a T-shirt, like a nice collector's edition. Doesn't matter exactly what it is. We just want to see some cool merch. I was going to say fanny pack that I remember you guys call them bum bags. So. Because neither, <laughs> neither names are good, are they? No, fanny has a different <laughs> meaning over here in the UK than it does back home in the US. <laughs> that was yeah. enlightening. <laughs> ah, so do you yeah. want to discuss you want to take the second one what we're giving away for the second prize um we, do you have it there? i'm looking at my thing right now 
Um, I don't have it up. You'll have to. Okay. Oh, uh, it's fine. You've you've done everything else so far. It's fine. You've handled the stream. So, um, Anchor, uh, yes. previous uh, people who have provided some Anchor. prizes before have come back with us and provided another um, ten thousand milliamp um, power bank. So uh, once again, to uh, our our radio pod on Twitter or yeah. podcast at rapidreviews.uk.com, uh, uh, send us, um, and this will make sense, your biggest rage-inducing moments in video games powered up with rage. Yeah. Uh, these Anchor um, power banks are amazing. I mean, I am a very much user of power banks because I run out of power. Yeah, that's because you're always on your iPad whilst you're working. I was going to so say, my iPad literally is out, out of juice. Boop, 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 boop. So. That needs a clean, honestly. Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, we'll put all the details again after the stream. We'll put it in the description. Uh, so yeah, just feel free yeah. to send across to those if you want to get involved in the competition. Like I said, we'll, uh, that will close on the uh, 31st of October and we'll probably draw the winner on uh, live on air on the uh, first or the, when it, it goes live on the 2nd of November. Yes, and again, thank you to both Insert Coins and Anchor for uh, allowing us to do that and giving us great prizes. It's really good. Yeah, so... Oh, bugger. I'm going to have to remove some people from this group. So, one and second. I have to agree with chat uh, about the rage-inducing moment. All of Bloodborne all of it and yes <laughs> i second that <laughs> yeah i think i might have to agree with that one too so yeah i'm not the biggest um is it from software that does the you know all the bloodborne and yeah yeah Dark it is. Souls and all of those they're so difficult <laughs> yeah i love watching let's players do it though Sorry, just bear with me no, a moment. I've just got to remove a couple of people. I didn't realize there was a limit on here. Ejected oh. them from chat. No, I'm kidding. I, I have. No, <laughs> so no. I'm just going to... Yeah, we've oh, got God. some uh, more controversial stuff coming up, which is, you know, mm. fun. Um, right, so we've got the next yeah. two people coming to join us, hopefully now. Uh, I feel bad. I didn't even give them their notice again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Live streams. Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, as they uh, initialize. Hello, guys. Hello, Daryl. Hello. Hello. Without warning, you were added. <laughs> I, I know. I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't give you your warning. It's all right. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know how Lewis is. <laughs> Didn't I say in the chat? Didn't I say? Absolutely. You called it dead on, man. Uh, Lewis is giving you a shout out right now in chat, so. <laughs> Poor James. Uh, you warn him. You probably so, should have warned him. What? What has happened to James? I so, uh, we've just currently got two boxes swelling around. <laughs> so, how are you doing, buddy, anyway? Yeah, good. Yeah, I can't complain. Like, congrats on the 50 episodes. It's, it's a, always a landmark, isn't it? Oh, gosh. Yeah, well, what are we going to do for 100? Jesus. <laughs> a Lewis Marathon all day, the whole Sunday. <laughs> oh, yes, please. 24 hour Lewis stream. Oh, my 24 gosh. 24 hours. 
<laughs> Just uh, irreverence oh. and weirdness. Chat has actually said something very, very good, which is we need to link Twitch and Twitter links for all of our guests at the end. So, and we will do that. We will. That's true. That's actually very. Yeah. Uh, okay. So James says he's here, kinda. <laughs> what does that even? What does that even mean? There he is. Uh, hey, there we go. Oh no, we lost. Oh. <laughs> I'll blame Lewis for this. <laughs> Go. Hello. There we are. Hello, yeah. mate. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's good. So now that you're here, uh, we can we can jump into the next news story. So yes. there was a lot of controversy over uh, the last couple of weeks to do with Spider-Man remastered on the PS5. That's because they changed the facial capture artist for uh, for Peter Parker. And the internet collectively lost its crap. Yes. I was one of those that did. <laughs> we, we discussed this, didn't we, between us? We did. Oh, Thank you very much. Jesus. Did. Yeah. So, so... so, James, how did you feel about the changing of uh, Peter Parker's facial capture artist? And how do you feel Insomniac Games handled it? <laughs> um... Well, this is very on par with 2020. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still baffled. I'm still baffled by the whole approach. I wouldn't say I'm any more relieved or assured by the, the slightly bizarre press release that came with it. Yes. Um, but I am looking forward to um, seeing the, the next uh, Miles Morales game uh, where the latest incarnation of Peter Parker now looks like he's about to embark on his GCSE science course, but he's going to mentor uh, Miles Morales, who's just about to finish his master's in science. So I'm very sort of confused about how, how or why they've gone down that journey. I can kind of see it from a marketing perspective, I guess, if they've gone for a new generation with a new target audience. But other than that, I'm sort of faffing around going, that's an own goal. Why? Why? <laughs> Engaging yeah. with the rest of the year. Why? I have to absolutely uh, agree, hundred percent. Um, yeah, I was I was stunned. Like it, it wasn't so much that of course he looks like Tom Holland. Yes, he looks like an exact copy of Tom Holland. But it was more <laughs> the age regression. Uh, yeah. How he's supposed to be mentoring uh, Miles Morales. Uh, I'm stunned by that. That, that was exactly how I felt about it as well, was that it's just the de-aging thing was just a little bit sort of uncanny valley for the story that they're trying to tell. Yeah, it, it didn't really seem to make any sense. It doesn't seem necessary, particularly. Um, and, and for it to come out so sort of left field, it just seems, as I say, totally not worth it at all. But hey, it is what it is. We'll have to kind of judge it, I guess, when it, when it hits the ground. And... We, you know, collectively, there's always going to be some sort of departments within the internet who are going to be devastated, and this is the worst thing they've ever seen. Right. All right, it's, it's upsetting, but it's, you know, there's definitely worse things happening right now. And there'll be others who will probably forget it within 24 hours of getting their hands on the game, which still looks ridiculously sexy and cool as hell. So I'll focus on that bit, I think. I think that's very sure. true. Uh, so, yeah, Daryl, your thoughts on the new Spider-Man face? <laughs> <laughs> which probably means something else in this country as well. 
<laughs> oh god. Oh. Uh, I think uh you know, I think just one of those things really. I mean, I think my theory anyway is because when they first released the game, I think it was a couple of years ago now on PS4. Is, yeah. yeah. Um I think Yeah. About that, yeah. I think around then they were kind of in the midst of developing Miles Morales for PS5, but I think you know, they didn't really have a sequel in mind, perhaps, or a story in mind, perhaps, of where it's going to go after Miles Morales. So I think now they've changed it because they know where the games are going. They know where the story is going for Spider-Man 2 or maybe 3. So I think they wanted an actor who could maybe fulfill the role of the story that's coming up, perhaps, instead. So I think soon we'll probably look yeah. back on this and go, oh, yeah, that made sense. That makes sense for the story. And I think that's where it's heading, to be fair. So... I'm fine with it, to be honest. I mean, we've had a different Doctor Who, we've had a different James Bond. I mean, I'm I'm happy with it. It's fine. <laughs> that's that's actually a really good take on it. Um, I do wonder. So, do you feel this... the first... Go on. Oh, sorry. Go on, Joe. So, I do wonder how much this is also uh, in keeping with the potential runaway or unprecedented success of Into the Spider Verse as well. I wonder. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much of that that is linked up in the whole grand schemes of of sort of Insomniac's planning on this but maybe when they when they saw that and and in terms of where they obviously they want to take marvel now maybe <clears throat> maybe that that's kind of what's given us that avenue as well and they've just probably dropped the ball with you know eight-year-old uh, peter parker these days <laughs> right. um i actually made uh, the comment on twitter but it's i'm going to make it here because it is something i actually truly feel um, but you do kind of see this a lot with uh, Marvel properties specifically. Probably happens with DC. I just never noticed. Um, but uh, once the uh, like the X Men movies became pretty popular in the early two thousands, Wolverine went from being you know five foot two, a, a sawed off <laughs> little punk as he was referred to, to uh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> and, um, and then of course the games reflected that as well wolverine um for xbox 360 i believe and then playstation 3 reflected the hugh jackman character more and then of course their uh, outfits became the black leather outfits and stuff like that and i can't help but wonder is this kind of the same thing where they've taken oh spider-man's popular now he's in the movies let's make him look like tom holland uh, you know well if, you know wolverine and black leather with ray tracing yes i'm out <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we know you're kicked now. I'm definitely not going to say that I did. <laughs> I don't love Hugh Jackman. I do. Uh, but it is weird to go from being like a diehard X Men fan and Wolverine's this tiny little thick punk, and then he's now he's, you know, Hugh Jackman. So it is, it's strange. But I do wonder. I, I, I think I see that a lot in Marvel. Uh, kind of in their in their things and i do wonder if that's kind of what they're doing um but uh it, it's just a very strange turn but the the most interesting thing is insomniac's response <laughs> to the mm. said controversy um i think i think that was what was making everyone a little bit miffed about this whole situation yeah so uh daryl your take on that did you see a lot of insomniac's uh response and of course their official response as well but uh i think at the start there was no response it was just <laughs> <laughs> it's okay um 
but yeah i mean eventually they kind of replied and it was fine but um i mean honestly with 2020 weeks feel like months now so i think this was what announced two weeks ago now and it feels like three months yeah, yeah. so i think this is around the same time they showed the 4k footage didn't they of remastered yes um yeah same thing yeah yeah so i mean it was almost like cushioning the blow almost for some people <laughs> who had the game before um but they could have done really with ex explaining it even more or even perhaps at the uh the playstation event when they first showed the gameplay of miles morales that would have been nice to kind of intro the the new actor perhaps but uh yeah i think they've kind of recovered from the communication stuff but um it could have been done better obviously um but you know we're only I think five weeks away now from the launch so you know i think we're going to be probably thinking back on this and thinking it was just like a small blip really because we're going to all we're going to be playing well whoever's got a ps5 we're going to be playing yeah. spider-man in 4k and just enjoying it oh yeah that's true uh yeah james are you going to be getting the uh new uh 4k edition of <laughs> spider-man i am i am I'm, I'm i'm really looking forward to it i mean I mean, controversies aside, and this isn't a controversy, it really isn't. It's just, no, you know, really. you know, it's, it's, it's not really. Um, yeah, I can't wait for it. I'm really looking forward to it. As I say, there, there is a countdown, obviously, on five weeks, really. I'm looking forward to it as being uh, one of the games that's really going to kind of put the new generation of consoles to the test, really. And, sure. the, the, you know, the latest footage of, um, of the new game, with the kind of the way he's walking through Harlem, whatever he's walking through, and it just looks really, really good. It's it's just sleek as anything, um, and that's going to be where that's where I kind of put my money in. Uh, less less concerned about facial features or, or deep fakes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, you know what? I did not think about how deep fakes might actually influence games. That. <laughs> oh dear yeah that's another uh, that's another podcast but um yeah, yeah. That's another I mean, in terms, idea. <laughs> in terms of where my enemy, <laughs> yeah it's gone nine it? it's definitely gone nine but um yeah um no i'm really looking forward to it i can't wait because it just looks amazing and, and i really enjoyed the first one um in fact we, we kind of started playing that again here in the household with my son and you forget how just sort of free and, and sort of loose it is just kind of flinging itself around it's just beautiful and that now with, with obviously the ps5 it's going to be it's going to be a very good game and, and let's hope everyone's put their sort of focus energies into that well i'm glad that you've mentioned that we're all going back and playing spider-man ps4 because actually the way that sony have uh, detailed their backwards compatibility do you think that it's going to affect the sales of the um spider-man remastered as a result of this uh I, I mean, I don't know. I think I think whichever bracket you fall in, whether you do or don't purchase it, you're still within the overall bracket of a fan. So I don't, you know, obviously they'll they'll like people to do it, but um, I, I don't think I don't think it's going to affect them particularly in the overall in the big in the big scheme of things. To be honest with you, it's because we got this backwards compatibility through a support page, and yeah, we've had so much thoughts about how an upgrade program works with ps4 and ps5 and now a support page comes out and go oh no it's all right 99 percent works fine you can just slot it in and it works and you just yeah. think why has it been so hard to try and explain an upgrade program because if that's the case then surely you can there should surely be an easier way to just put a ps4 disc in and then pay an extra fee for the upgraded version have it on your hard drive and enjoy 
but it's this really weird convoluted thing that's playing about and it's again it's it's sony pr just making a confused mess unfortunately but yeah it's a good point really about the ps4 games yeah i think the, the messaging has been very mixed from sony is general in general about a lot of the stuff with the ps5 including the backwards compatibility if they wanted to obviously compete with Microsoft on that function, because Microsoft have obviously been beating that drum massively, they should have detailed that very early. But obviously, Mark Cerny in his GDC talk that he did earlier on in the year, they said that they wanted to get most PS4 games running, but they only mentioned about the top 100 at that time and to expect more information. It's like, and now we're getting it via a press release. It just seems a bit unusual. I mean, I watched the Digital Foundry video of the um, backwards compatibility. Bit. I'll say that again: backwards compatibility <laughs> for Xbox. Um, and it was amazing, like just watching like Shadow of a Tomb Raider and Hitman, like just in full frames. And uh, it makes me curious as to how that would work in boost mode. I think it's called with certain games on PS5. So I'm looking yeah. forward to kind of seeing how that works with uh, Digital Foundry. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how they do everything when once the re the units have started going out for the wider press rather than these targeted people that are obviously like very strictly monitored by Sony. Yeah, yeah, Japanese YouTubers just playing one game and and that's it. It's like, can we have some more, please? <laughs> yeah, I have to agree. Exactly. So, um, who do you think is going to be the one of the first outlets that actually gets it? That's outside of the typical Japanese. Um, publication like um nikkei and um places like that I mean, i'm hoping stuff optional myself but uh... <laughs> <laughs> um but apart from the people that i work for um it's probably going to be like like ign or or jeff Keeley's going to be writing about it somewhere you can just see it um but my guess is either going to be GameSpot or ign mm. yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they're more digital foundry or like the first lot who get it yeah. Uh, chat seems to agree with the IGN belief. And IGN, I reckon. Yeah. And they'll leak all the specs of it, of course. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. They'll leak it, but then potentially retract it, but by then it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. it's, oh. it's the internet. We don't forget. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, Lewis says, uh, MS power, power user, please. I just can't see that happening. <laughs> he oh, still need, they still need to change the name of the outlet. That would be a power trick, though. <laughs> Send your PS5 to a, a Microsoft publication? That would be mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're multi-plat now, but still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um... So, um, how, how do you feel that um, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Remastered themselves like, are going to are going to do on day one or do you think that a lot of the momentum is going to pick up next year when it's a lot more widespread um with the consoles being more widely available i think i think miles morales is going to do really well to be honest i think we're still everyone's on the crest of a wave of all things marvel you've got the crest of a wave of a brand new generation and this this game is kind of telling everyone that it can do everything it's it says it can do um, everyone needs a, a personal uplift and a boost in the gaming community, you know, because of the year we've had. Plus, we're approaching Christmas, all of those things, the target prices and the points and whatever you. I, I think it's going to do extremely well, to be honest. Um, and as I say, I will be, I will be one of those people, hopefully, with a copy, uh, so I can come back and tell you. 
Um, yeah. But, awesome. um, yeah, I'll do it, but I'll be wearing a black armband for, you know, the original Spider-Man face. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of do it, you know. I won't enjoy it, but I'll do it. Um, but no, I think it's going to do really well, to be honest. And um, it, it's one of the standout games in, the, in that somewhat bizarre Sony launch, which, again, now seems like about 30 years ago. But um, mm-hmm. um, it was certainly one of the standouts. And, and the footage, as I say, that's followed it a couple of weeks after that just looks better and better. It looks truly beautiful. And we um, could see what the ray tracing is really being put to, really. So I'm looking forward to it, and I think it'll do fine. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Darren? Um, I think, uh, I mean, obviously, game lack of Game Pass or something like that hurts it, but they've still got PS Plus collection, uh, yeah. you know, for anyone who buys it. But I think, yeah, I think Spider-Man will do good there, um, definitely for a launch title. And, you know, end of the day, it's 60, 70 pounds, especially for Ultimate Edition. Um, but, I mean, I think a lot of people are looking forward to Christmas as well, you know, and... I mean, realistically, you know, there's not really a lot of money to go around. I mean, it's been a difficult year for many out there anyway. So I think Spider-Man will work because of the publicity. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, personally, I would like to see more of Destruction All-Stars um, because that Me looks too. like a really fun game. Uh, so I'd be curious to see how that works. Um, I think that depends on the publicity and the reviews on that game. But I think Spider-Man's going to do so well. And I think... Um, we're going to see a lot of pieces about the game from the PS Plus collection as well. Um, seeing how that runs with PS5 and how it reflects in this day and age, I think, as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one final question on this one, and this is more of a jokey question. Um, do you think the Bug Snacks is going to outsell Spider Man Remastered? I knew, I knew he was going to outsell. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to say this, and then we'll, we'll wrap up because we are going over time. But yeah. I actually think Bug Snacks might have a darker side story that might interest me. I saw that latest that... trailer. so mm, Yeah, I think it's got some dark elements to it. Yeah, it might not just be a candy bug game. <laughs> Sleeper hit game of the decade. Heard it here first. Exclusive. <laughs> Oh, You're welcome. It's documented You're welcome, forever. Don't you worry. You can put that to the bank. I'm holding you for that. As soon as those sales figures are out, I'm, I'm bringing you on and I'm going to hold you to that. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. I'm confident. I'm confident. Bring it. It's gone gold. They're printing it. They are printing it. So that's good. But yeah, it's gone gold now. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Excellent. So thank you, James. Thank you, Daryl, for joining us for that sure. one. I know you've got a runoff uh, after this, so unfortunately you won't join us for the Q&A, but thank you again for joining us on this amazing episode. Yeah, thanks for having Good to see you all. Uh, always a pleasure and happy birthday. Yay! Thank you. Hey. Congrats and good luck for Lewis later as well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all. Thanks, Daryl. Awesome. Right, cheers. Take care. Bye. Uh, hey. <laughs> so right we've got one more story to cover so let me bring in our our, our guest on this yes, one we're going to get a bit uh, controversial now my favorite what's that? what's that sorry we're going to get a bit controversial yes we are and we are going to bring on the queen of controversy herself i think it's only fitting enough isn't it did you warn so, her or did you just bring her in <laughs> i did warn her actually oh, this good. time hey so <laughs> Hey, Sophia, everyone. sorry. Yay! Uh, yeah, we're good, we're good. How you doing? Surviving. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, is that all the stuff that's going on uh, over in over in America? No, not really. Just then, um, earlier this week, I was covering the unrest in Minneapolis again, and then I haven't slept since. So it's oh dear. So, must say thank you for obviously staying awake yes. to to help us celebrate this episode. So yeah, we'll, no good. we'll we'll have a great story to cover. I know you're going to want to talk about this one. So Jason Schreier one. Oh yes. This would be it. So. Uh, Jason Schreier recently wrote an article for Bloomberg uh, talking about crunch, uh, mandated crunch at CD Projekt Red in terms of uh, Cyberpunk 2077. So um, it, I believe it was Adam Badowski who sent the email out. It was like studio head or um, someone at uh, higher up there sent an email out apologizing for uh, the crunch and the fact that they couldn't delay the game again because, you know, they've already delayed the game a good couple of times already. So how do we feel about, obviously, first of all, Jason Schreier's article in general? He always comes into his crunch articles with an ideological slant, and he's typically very unfair to the developers. Now, in my opinion, there are problems with crunch within the game industry like there yep. are studios that take it to a toxic degree and it impacts the people's physical and mental well-being the problem with the cdpr thing though is it was voted on by people at cdpr they had the choice they were given an option to delay the game again mm -hmm. or to work six extra days it would be a saturday for six weeks and yeah. they get um in poland they're, due to their due to their overtime laws, they get paid a lot for this. Yes. So they're not yeah. like, unlike a lot of American AAA studios where you know like those CEOs at the top are making millions and like the developers can barely get by. They're getting paid pretty fairly there. I believe I read something, and don't completely quote me on this, but I think they're getting like five figures for their six days of overtime. Whoa. And I... CDPR yeah. also all sales of the game they they i mean they don't share all the money obviously but they do pay downwards to their devs so like the devs are treated yeah. very fairly and so anyways mm -hmm. jason schreier's reporting is very very questionable and then um a game informer um i forget the the girl's name who reported uh, on it but is it liana i think liana. it was yeah liana rupert yes yeah That's correct. um she talks about how the developers voted on it and then, of course, Jason Schreier kind of got his pitchfork out and went on the attack, resulted in this this journalist getting bombarded with hate. Mm -hmm. and, uh, these types always spell gamers as like the toxic harassers, like the gamer gamer, the mm. gamer gators are always attacking people. But the people attacking her aren't like the gamer gate crowd. They're not like the toxic right, quote unquote. It's Jason Schreier's audience who's mad at her for criticizing his faulty peas. And so this whole thing has just turned into a shitstorm. Um, mm. Behind the scenes as well, there's crunch isn't this like easily debatable thing. It's not this black and white thing. A lot mm. of developers support it in moderation. Obviously, some people hate it, but the gaming media always comes with it at the slant of like, it's bad for the developers 100% of the time. If you're, if you suggest otherwise, you're just wrong. And then mm. with Jason Schreier, he goes on his blocking sprees, blocks anyone who disagrees with him. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's funny because he was on 
reset era yesterday saying that he doesn't do that, that he only b blocks the gamer gators and the toxic people. Oh, no. But if you actually follow threads from game journalists that are very much ideologically aligned with Schreier, they're always talking about how he blocks everyone, including them. If you disagree with him, he will get like he will go on the attack. And it's just it's just a messy situation. CDPR in general has been I mean, I'm not going to say like the studio is perfect. Like there's definitely errors there. It's, there is in game development. Yeah. But CDPR has been so unfairly attacked over the last few years, like even getting called transphobic mm. for um, a drawing in the game, which was made to show like, hey, in the cyberpunk future, people don't care if someone is trans, but the media took, it was a in-game advertisement of like a woman selling a soda and you can see she has like a big throbbing you know what? <laughs> and and it was done by the artist to show that like in this future, people don't care. Like that is marketable. That's hot. You can sell products with that. But yeah. the gaming media went on, wrote CDPR is transphobic. Mm. If you look at like the crunch stories, all the major game sites, except for Game Informer, are siding with Schreier and we're writing all these pieces about how it's toxic and wrong. And it took almost a week for someone to talk to developers and get to the bottom of the like to the bottom of the story. Yeah, because that was the thing that actually got to me about that was that uh, Shrey was saying that he spoke to over like about a dozen different members at uh, CDPR, and then Liana came out and basically said, "Well, I've spoken to about fifteen of them, that are different to the ones that you cited, and they they don't see a problem with this, which is yeah. very unusual." And then obviously Shrey then goes on the defensive and says, "Yeah, oh well." You know, I've talked to these people and they find it a problem. But there are a thousand employees plus at CD Projekt Red, and not all of them are going to agree with the crunch. Some of them might agree with it. Uh, admittedly, during the Witcher Three development, they did have issues with with crunch again. Mm -hmm. And but I think we've got to look at this as a broad scheme, especially when it comes to any product launch. You're going to have crunch regardless of what industry you're in, whether it's IT, yeah. um, game development, movie development. Everyone, everyone has crunch. And it's just how companies actually mandate that crunch, you know, whether or not they're financially rewarded for doing so, and it's not putting their mental health at a risk or the physical health, then I don't see a problem with crunch, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, and like one thing, like, like the gaming media always goes on the attack. What they don't discuss or point out is that they also crunch, take E3 or GDC or things like that. Mm -hmm. Game journalists are crunching during that week where like if yes. you listen on podcasts, they're doing like 16 to 18 hour work days. Yep. That mm -hmm. is crunch. That is an unhealthy amount of crunch, like an 18 hour a day. But you won't see them write pieces about, oh, game journalists has a crunch issue, but they do that. YouTubers, a lot of YouTubers need to jam out content, three, four videos a day they're crunching but you don't hear stories about that it's just it's very ideologically driven and so they're picking their targets as yes. it pertains to cdpr if it was voted on and the majority won and they decided to do the crunch of course there's going to be people that disagree and it seems like schreier like found someone who disagreed with it and then had them steer him towards others who disagreed with it and he just went for those that disagreed it was a very un fairly reported story because he clearly didn't talk to enough people if he only spoke to those that had voted against it or opposed it and i mean you see this with um the editor-in-chief of the escapist actually wrote a thread calling out jason schreier and i believe he wrote something about how like he's talked of devs and again like crunch not black and white a lot of devs see its use in moderation 
but we don't get those stories because the gaming media will only go for those that oppose it. Sure. And, and again, obviously, like, go on. I was just going to say, like, again, that's not to defend Crunch. I don't want to come on here and sound like I'm defending mm. it because I do think there are massive problems in the AAA industry and developers need more protections. Mm -hmm. But at least CDPR is, like, paying their developers, at least thanks to labor laws in their country, they're well taken care of. If you mm. want to talk about Crunch and it's toxic, talk about, like, EA and Activision where developers get paid shit, the CEOs right. at the top keep mm. firing people as they're making more and more money, and there is no yep. trickle-down money for them. And that's where, like, the crunch is most problematic. Yeah, and I was also going to bring up um, Rockstar Games into that one as well. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, that and... was a... Mm -hmm. The Rockstar one was... I never felt like we got, like, the full story on that one. Like, it mm -hmm. does sound like there was problems there that needed addressing, but there was so much, like stuff i think because of the nature of the ndas they have to sign we're not getting like the stories like right. i don't think it was as bad as it was reported like most of the devs weren't doing 90 hour work weeks as some of the game media reported yeah but maybe some were and i think rockstar would probably fall on the end of the toxic side of it but it is hard to tell just that was there's so many non-disclosure agreements tied mm -hmm. in with rockstar I think there's a lot of NDAs when it comes to game development in specific, in general, but I think um, Rockstar Games are definitely one of those ones that do keep a very tight lip on uh, it on everything. That's for sure, 100%. Um, Chad has actually said uh, a very good uh, point, which is it's easy for Schreier to criticize Crunch when he's the only games journalist that never crunches. Um, oh yeah, that's a good point burn, but it's a good burn because as far as i understand once he's hired by bloomberg it's you know i'm, I'm mm. not probably not a big crunchy job um, i highly doubt it yeah <laughs> um but i think a lot of things that have been brought up is um that and i was I, and i've brought this up too it's very hard for me to get behind uh, devs that are compensated quite well for their crunch culture um, when I've had to crunch. And, you know, if I'm in America, yes, I get paid time and a half for overtime, but that's it. That's all I make, you know. So mm -hmm. if I'm making $7 an hour, I'm making, you know, ten fifty. <laughs> you know, um, and still working my butt off and then, you know, my taxes chunk it out, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and I'm the one that's buying the video games. So to read something about crunch culture and, and, and what I would consider an almost elite career of, you know, of development, um, it, it's very hard for me to relate on that level. Um, and so I, I think, a lot. I think there's a lot of blowback. Is really what I'm. I'm trying to say, um, mm -hmm. you know, towards this. I'm not going to say supposed crunch culture. It's there. It's documented. But they're very well compensated. What about the rest of us? You know, the the, the working stiffs. <laughs> you know, the working yeah. class. You know, it's and to very a degree, hard, like you know? Mm -hmm. you know what you're signing up for when you take some of these jobs. Right. If you're getting a job at a AAA studio and decide not to do indie. It, you know you're gonna crunch it's the same way like lawyers crunch public defenders crunch yeah, prosecutors crunch some police crunch. i mean take the yeah. 
the uh, the uprising in the U.S. Cops are having to work crazy overtime. Yes. That's crunch. I mean, depending on your career, you're gonna have to make sacrifices. That's any job you take, you're gonna have sacrifices, and it's Absolutely. just like weighing that. Is that right for me? If it's not, find another studio because not all studios have this. You can also do indie game, and obviously, it's not as easy as just saying like do another studio, but you know what you're getting into when you sign up for development, especially when you're working on deadlines with hundreds of millions of dollars on the line. Some of these games cost untold millions. Mm. There's going to be sacrifices on those involved because you need to please the shareholders and the consumer. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. And you'll see that a lot of developers who have obviously done this AAA studio stuff then go on to make like their own indie studios like later on down the line when they've spent a lot of time in the industry. I just... I look at the previous rare rare employees who obviously went on to go and make um um ukulele yes. who created their own studio because obviously they 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 didn't want to carry on working with rare i um, uh, i don't think rare are particularly known for their crunch culture but clearly like AAA development does take a toll on some people well you have the option to leave i mean yeah. I, it's it's very like okay you don't like the environment well go get another job development is in demand and if you're uh you know if you're college educated and you have a degree well you can just leave <laughs> you're in demand um so it is it's very hard for me to try to gin up pity um for someone that's compensated i mean if they were being mistreated absolutely 100 percent. oh my gosh workers rights right there yeah but they're getting compensated a lot of money <laughs> yeah i think so long as they're um treated with decency and respect they're financially compensated well you know they are obviously allowed some time off after you know spending eight years on this game then i don't see a problem with this six weeks of crunch culture yeah okay we like we said and we're beating a dead obviously crunch isn't great we're not saying it is it's just it has to be done sometimes mm -hmm. in whatever industry you're in. Yeah. Uh, Sophie is going over really well with chat right now, by the way. <laughs> Glad to hear it. So do you feel now that, obviously, now that Jason Schreier has wrote, and wrote a few articles about Crunch, you know, and it's be pretty much become a meme at this point that it's all he ever writes about, do you feel like the confidence in his writing now is starting to show with with the general public where they're they're criticizing him a lot more than they usually would i i don't know how far that criticism extends because i think a lot of people forget that social media is very much in a bubble you know sometimes like take gamergate like if you went to gamer if you went to like a GameStop or a game shop and asked like patrons of the store about it or like any controversy in gaming most people probably couldn't tell you about it like i've discussed issues in gaming and when like playing online with friends and most of them will be like never hear about it and so i think the jason shire stuff his reporting the anger about it does get trapped in a bubble just because of the nature of social media or like someone who is interested in games and who maybe picks up a couple of year sees his articles on bloomberg they just take that as fact yes. and so i don't think the criticisms of it go as far especially when all the major gaming sites parrot what everyone else says. 
you don't get articles on IGN, GameSpot, Game Revolution, Kotaku, or Polygon, or a myriad of the other gaming sites not necessarily defending crunch culture, but being like, hey, it's more complicated. You don't get that, that gray area reporting on it. It is just pure, it is wrong. And so like the general populace, I don't think sees the counter arguments to it. And so I wouldn't, I don't think confidence is waning in his reporting where it matters most mm -hmm. because, and that's gonna be the mainstream public who just mm -hmm. reads it and it's like, oh wow, that's horrible. And then they go yes. on with their day and they don't hear about the counter arguments. Yes, if that makes Absolutely. sense. That yeah, I have three. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, speculative question, but do you think that Schreier is going to last much longer? Because this week has been... It's been He'll a out-survive. He'll mm -hmm. out-survive anyone in the medium <laughs> currently. That's he'll, he'll be in the game industry until he retires. Right. As much as that sucks. I mean, he's got another book coming out soon. He's He's got a fancy job at Bloomberg. I mean, at Kotaku employees, um, some of them are making upwards of 100K a year. Right. Vice, Patrick Klepek of Vice makes about 101K a year. And Shire is probably making like an easy 150 to 2K at Bloomberg. Like his career is set. He's fine. Yeah. Sadly. I would love to see his career crash and burn, but... <laughs> He, he pulls numbers because, again, a lot of the outrage does get trapped in a bubble, and so where it matters most. And I think, obviously, with a lot of places like Kotaku and Polygon all pretty much mirroring his his articles, there's no way that he's sort of going to leave the collective hive mind in that respect, is he? No. I mean, he, he's far into the hive mind. I mean, you can't... It's become a meme about being blocked by Jason Schreier. It's, you can't disagree with him. You can't raise a question mm. without right. being banned. If you so much as go against his reporting, even in like the most like respectful way, even if you respectfully disagree or respectfully ask a question, he'll nuke you, which is causing anger in his own circles because a lot of people in the woke game media are now kind of trash talking him behind his bot, behind right. his back. Exactly. Mm. He is that kind of like upper echelon of game journalism, which sucks, but he is. And so he's going to survive whatever. He would have to fail some stories in spectacular fashion for his career yeah. to tank. Yeah, I brought it up earlier on, uh, earlier on the week on Twitter that basically being blocked by Schreier is much like being blocked by Kamiya. True, and Pete's been blocked by both, so. <laughs> Badge of honor. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Um, so do you think um, we will start to see more counter, I guess counter arguments to his kind of stories, kind of like what um, Le uh, Leanna, am I saying that right? It's Leanna, right? Yeah. I believe so. Uh, has done, which is she's countered him with facts, with, quote, receipts, as they say. You know, yeah, with TV. with proper investigative journalism. I think in most of his stories, we won't have incidences like this, because I think he knows how to get sources that other people won't have at studios, other people won't have access. Mm. So, like, this is one... I mean, he has a lot of fuck-ups when you break it down. Excuse me, I don't know if I can swear on here. No, you can yeah, go you ahead. Can. Yeah, it's okay. fine. <laughs> but... Because of how 
ideologically driven gaming media is most of the time they'll align with the stories even now liana rupert is getting like the support of people like us and some people in the industry but most people are still kind of pushing back against her because she went against it she didn't paint crunch as this strictly evil thing and so there are a lot of people that don't like shire but they still agree with the ideological slant and so they'll still defend his reporting yeah a lot of the outrage we're seeing is still confined to that little bubble where you know people like us and some people in the game media will nitpick it and tear it apart but it still isn't a bubble like right. we're very much trapped in a social media bubble yeah I think and it so, is. I think it's disappointing, obviously, that that is the case. Yeah. But I'm glad that obviously there was one person who was willing to make that challenge, at least. Absolutely. I think at least on the bright side, we're seeing a lot of gaming websites are starting to die, like um, CNET, GameSpot, and Giant Bomb was just sold to Red Venture Media for five hundred million dollars. Oh wow! Red Venture's yes. already doing layoffs. Kotaku shuttered all of Kotaku UK. Mm. Game Informer shuttered like everyone in, um, in their Australia branch. Yeah. We're seeing other gaming websites close down or shutter. Vice is taking financial hits. And I think yeah. we're starting to see, you know, like Kotaku is with Geo Media is in like a horrible place, losing money left and right, thankfully. Mm. And so we're seeing like the industry get smaller, which comes with its own cons in a way. But I think it leaves the door open for more fair coverage to rise because, I mean, you guys, last time you brought me on the show was to talk about, I think, my, my clique article yeah. about yeah. the game journalism, clique, click, whatever you want to call it. And as more websites die and more of these people lose jobs, more YouTubers are going to rise, more independent journalists. Like, right. I'm someone who rose where I really shouldn't have, and I kind of offer up different perspectives, and there's an audience for that. And so I think that's what the future is going to be is seeing like the major websites we're going to see a lot of i don't think we'll have a kotaku in two to three years i really don't i don't think we'll have polygon in three years hopefully fingers I crossed <laughs> i will piss on the grave of kotaku when they die oh my gosh. <laughs> i have to i do have to agree with you i think a lot of these bigger outlets are sort of on their last legs and they're sort of trying to see what they can do to court controversy a fair bit more with a lot of the a lot of the gamers and seeing what they can get away with before they're gone yeah um, they all tend to regurgitate the same stories mm -hmm. um and it's you want something different you want a different perspective or just a different i don't know just a different voice you know than yeah mm. yeah um and that hyper woke angle they take to everything doesn't have wide appeal like um this is a video i'm working on hopefully sometime later this month or next but how many game reviews now pop up at websites like kotaku polygon vice etc that complain mm. about colonialism they will mm, complain yeah. about colonialism in a video game that doesn't have like feeling bad about killing the monsters and monster hunter because that. colonialism and it's wrong to kill the monsters those are real articles and not just one site yeah, but multiple are, and that doesn't have wide appeal with the public either like they're speaking of bubbles that wokeness is also very much in its own bubble and so the general populace who's googling for reviews and they come about one complaining about colonialism that doesn't have the wide appeal either 
And so they're kind of burying themselves in a lot of ways. And so mm -hmm. I think a lot of these sites, their days are numbered unless they, they change away from this complaining about like everything they can find that's like regardless if it's silly or not. I mean, who cares? Colonialism in a video game. Come on. I, I, there, there has been some very just kind of outlandish things that I don't think the devs even thought, remotely thought, would ever come up in a quote-unquote review. Um, and yeah, it's it's actually led me away from. I mean, well, I've been away from Polygon for a while, but uh, Kotaku, mm -hmm. I've I've had to just. I've had to step away, and it's just it's too much. Yeah, it's me too. too. Like, I just take, want a um, game review. <laughs> I, I fall back on this example fairly often, but take, I think it was the PC Games N or the PC Gamer review of RimWorld, where the critic complained about cis-heteronormativity in a review of a game. And I'm sorry, if you're like dude bro gamer who's just trying to find out if a pc gamer is good and you see cis heteronormativity in a review like that word your brain's gonna shut off and you're gonna be like oh okay i'm gonna go to ign next time not this website they're really just shooting themselves in the foot which mm. i like to see i hope they keep shooting themselves in the foot because the sooner these sites die the better the game industry will become because right now they only sow toxic discord mm. Well, you know, they always say that controversy sells, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's a good angle, Pete. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we've covered that story in a lot of depth there. So thank you very much for your take on that, Sophia. Yeah, of course. Amazing. Yeah, I'll just end it <laughs> I, I mirror. I will mirror. Which I'm not disavowing. Like, he can do good work. Jason Schreier, yes. when he like, yeah, I'll I'll say something audacious here. His book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, is actually a decent book. Like he has reporting about the development of Dragon Age Inquisition and Destiny, and um, a few other games in that book. And it's interesting. It's good reporting. It's enlightening read. It it details a lot of interesting stuff. It doesn't have as much of a political slant as like his articles do. It's a decent book. Mm -hmm. He can do good reporting, but then most of the time he doesn't though and it's just he has the potential clearly he has the sources but i mean his big shtick now is ideologically driven reports on crunch or mm -hmm. leaking stuff and i for one hate reporting that's leaks stuff i think that's just dirty to devs but that's its mm. own thing yeah we could go into a whole big story on that one as well couldn't we that could take another 15 hours at least <laughs> yeah, uh... yeah. Yeah, well, uh, oh, right, okay, um, uh, all right, Lewis has a good point, he says I don't want any okay. of these sites to, he says I don't want any of these sites to close, and he's right, they shouldn't close, we do need alternative points of view, mm -hmm. all right, yes, you're right, <laughs> I agree, and yeah. I've actually tweeted about this before and written about it, like, I don't want all the sites to close, Right. I want a medium where you as I've said before, and this got me some slack, but I said Vice's opinions, they have a right to exist. Right. The problem is, and why I root for a lot of the sites closing, is that we're not, it's so one-sided. It's not that like Vice is an outliers talking about colonialism. Right, it's it is that a thing, yeah. It's spread to most websites. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you ever look up, um, Amazon published a game 
an MMO, not Crucible, but another one that can, like the old world or something. I can't remember what it's called. Okay. But if you Google about it and look up stories of all the sites, everything from the gamer, Polygon, GameSpot, all the major websites complain about the colonialism present in the Amazon MMO. And that is not just, that is so one-sided. And so they're not outliers. Yeah. And so in that sense, I want a lot of the sites to crumble because in it can rise new points of view because right now it is so painfully one-sided. And as yeah. I reported on in the clique piece, they don't let people into the medium at the major sites if they go against their views. I, yeah. I personally, as and this is strictly as, as a, a reader, not as an actual you know, game reviewer and, and being in journalism and stuff, as a reader, I love reading different points of view. I think there should be varied points of view. Um, it, it's it's difficult to find it does kind of almost feel like an echo chamber so you know you know yes i i want them to exist but i also want other points of view to exist <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm with you on that one yeah let and me, those points let me see a full picture those points of view also have to exist within like there has to be consistency and fairness and one thing we're mm -hmm. seeing is like they're so driven by their views that they're not fair i always fall back on when it was Waypoint, which is now Vice Games, mm -hmm. they reviewed a game called The Red Strings Club. And they called it transphobic. And the game was made by, like, I think it was like a very small team, like less than 10 people. And they called it transphobic because yeah. an oh. abusive boyfriend in the game dead names its trans character um, in oh. a password on, like, a puzzle you solve. The mm. problem is it's like this big narrative moment because like the boyfriend is a disrespectful, abusive asshole. So of course he would rely on that old name. Mm. And the game was written by a trans person who was trying to like, so the person reviewing it for Vice who called it transphobic isn't trans. The person who wrote that scene in the game is. And so the developer starts getting dogpiled online. And so they come out, hey, I'm trans. I wrote it. This is why we did it. The mm. vice journalist then doubled down on saying, hey, I've read her views, but I still think it's transphobic. And so even when presented with like something that questions their view, they'll just double down regardless. Like, I'm sorry, it's not transphobic if it's written by a trans person who's yeah. trying to express. And again, this happened with the RimWorld example I used where mm -hmm. it was called um, cis-heteronormative. And it was because of how it presented some trans stuff in the game. But the trans stuff in that game was written by trans Kickstarters of the game. It was written by actual trans people. Mm -hmm. But they yes. doubled down on calling it transphobic. Yeah. And so, like, these point of views aren't coming in with fairness or respect. It's, no, I think this, it's this. It doesn't matter what anyone says. It doesn't matter what I'm confronted with. It doesn't matter the facts. It doesn't matter if a trans person wrote it. Me, as a cis person, I say it's transphobic. It's transphobic. And it's, yeah. it's that toxic mindset. And then they use their social media platforms to get people dogpiled, to get them abused. And we see that time and time again, but then they'll be like, oh, we're not abusing them. It's the gamer gators that are the toxic yeah. ones. And it's just, it's a mess. Yeah. And, and that's why I take so much frustration with them is because it's just it's not fair. Yeah. And we had this in a recent, uh, a recent case actually with Deadly Premonition 2, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that did come up. Um, I, just, I have I'm... a video on my channel for your audience about Laura K. Dale, who wrote the Deadly Premonition controversy. Mm. I recommend yeah. that. 
just I would as well promotion yeah it was a good it was a good video I did really appreciate watching that video Absolutely. all right um, awesome yeah you've definitely got some new uh followers it appears so <laughs> <laughs> sorry for all my random tangents and random no it's absolutely fine we always love it when you come on because it's yeah. it gives us a fresh sort of different take on how how the video game industry like and specifically journalists are looking at things and hey my mic is working right today i was so embarrassed last time i was on your podcast and my mic just like picked up nothing <laughs> you're fine it was a great it was a great episode and i'm glad that we've got you now with uh perfect uh, sound quality uh yes uh uh they're demanding links so i guess go ahead and give us a quick link of all your things but we are going to post it in chat as well so yeah um YouTube is Sophia Narwitz. Um, I don't know my link, the YouTube link. Just look up Sophia Narwitz. It'll bring right bring you right to my channel. Mm -hmm. Twitter, where I mostly like a shit poster. You're you're either gonna love or hate me on Twitter, but it's <laughs> Sophnar0747. And yeah. yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah, we we enjoy having so many different points of view uh, on our show, and uh, that's. We've always liked that, and you having you as a guest, yeah. um, so we do appreciate you coming back. So, <laughs> discourse is important. We we love to have all different angles, you know, because we may not look at something in a certain way, being how we are. You know, right. I'm a, mm -hmm. a white course cis white male, straight white male. You know, I I might not think of something as being transphobic or something like that, whereas yeah. other people might interpret it to be that way. But I think, like you said, a lot of the journalists are sort of definitely rage baiting more so than anything mm -hmm. we see that far too much and uh i'm a white woman who drinks wine and is over the age of 30 so i think i know everything apparently <laughs> that's the new controversy on 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 twitter so and i'm just Brilliant. a 31 year old belligerent asshole <laughs> uh, i love 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 having my point of view challenged uh that actually goes mm. out to all the listeners as well as well um yeah, I I, I, just, I love getting new information and seeing different points of view. And uh, Sophia has always done that for us, uh, which is mm -hmm. yeah. Amazing. Uh, yeah, thank you very much again, Sophia, for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. And hello to everyone in chat. I hope you're well. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> They're so, great. <laughs> They're uh, great chat. So, yeah, we do. <laughs> So yeah, if we're, we're gonna, we'll move on to the Q and A section. So uh, we we'll, let me get uh, Lewis back in here. Lewis, are you there? Where are you? What? Why can't I find him now? Where are you? <laughs> I hope I didn't make him mad in chat. I can't Lewis, seem to get him to come on. No, Lewis, we need <laughs> you back. <laughs> I can't seem to get back. Lewis, come back. Did you go to the bathroom? Uh, can I? Lewis was actually making some very good points in chat. Um, yeah. Well, I should say he was making some uh, uh, counterpoints. Um, which oh, there we go. Were valid. Okay, is, oh. is, is he? Ah, why? I'm here by myself. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> wow. Where's Pete gone? I don't know where Pete's gone. Pete's uh, gone. That is, I don't have a Pete. That is an interesting mask. Oh, there's Pete. Not sure what happened there. Sorry, guys. 
Look at uh, look at look at Lewis. It's it's not. <laughs> what is? <laughs> That's my old flatmate. It was Lewis the whole time. Oh, you skinned his face. <laughs> we did scan his face. Yes, he wore it like a like a person suit. No, it's absolutely fine. We we did put it out there. If you wanted to stay for the Q and A, you're more than welcome to. So we're yes. probably going to do this for about ten to fifteen minutes because we have run quite a long time. We have. I'll, actually... I'll be honest. The the room I'm sitting in is an oven. <laughs> I'm wet. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you entirely so sunk more wine than she wants to admit. But chat, I know you're out there. Oh, uh, chat has requested that you go blue. So, oh, uh, chat. Give me a second. Questions, uh, all of them. Absolutely, I went, all of them. I went blue earlier. The ungrateful fucks. <laughs> Cortana. I believe. Cortana. Uh, yeah, I believe oh, we've got that? one more. Is that blue enough? Yeah. Is that more blue? This is more blue. That uh, I'm blue. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> You gonna sing me an Eiffel sixty five song? No, I debase myself by even thinking that. To be honest. So, oh, uh, welcome back, Anna. I'm hey. blue now. Can, so, can we say that we we blew you, Lewis? No, oh, God. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, my I got one. Um, you can tell that Kylie's drunk. I was good the whole three hours. Mm. Was okay. that bottle full when the podcast started? It is there a bottle in that picture? Oh, is there a bottle? How many bottles? Oh. How many bottles down are you? Just one. Just, Just one? one? I was good, girl. I do. do you grow that in your own personal vineyard? <laughs> I don't think she is. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> All know, right. I know. It's true. So, uh, chat, have you got any questions? Any questions? Chat, hit us with your questions. <laughs> Give me a second. Let me see. Uh, PS5 launch, what will you change? Ooh, <laughs> the stand. Yeah, definitely the stand. Um, PS5 launch, I would say, first of all, that second conference not saying the launch games. And just, <laughs> yeah. and just Jeff Keighley giving us the post show. It's like, why? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have made it a worldwide launch, launch it all on the 19th instead of on the yeah. 12th. And then mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know if you read the MS Powies mm -hmm. article, Pete, uh, mm -hmm. but the games are launching over here before the console. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Everyone will get their physical games on the 12th, and then the console comes oh, on man. the 19th, I think. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. baffling. So yeah. what would you uh what would you change about the PS5 launch? Anything? I would delay it a year. Not well not like a full year, but I think launches should have been in spring, I think with yes. the yeah, it's, this year. I, yeah, I was like uh, put it in March, but a lot of people have just said no. So many games have, <laughs> reason. So many games have been delayed. Like I had to pre-order the console for work just mm -hmm. to have one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would have been mm -hmm. totally fine if I had to wait a few months yeah i just i think it was a weird time but i mean even if they didn't i guess it's fine though i wish they had handled their pre-orders better they had originally put out like we're gonna give gamers ample time they had said ample time for their pre-orders mm -hmm. and then they're like yeah oh, pre-orders tomorrow and yeah they wanted to beat microsoft and so it just mm -hmm. was like a scramble their whole rollout was yeah, yeah it's, especially weird. 
Especially the like actual launch date being two days after the Series X, yeah. which, I mean, we were convinced it was coming out, that the X was coming out on the 13th because a load of their launch games were scheduled for the 13th that we I personally knew were launch games. Wasn't the X out on the 13th? Didn't they say that or it, did they move it? Well, Yakuza 7, which they announced as a launch title, the, the date mm-hmm. leaked and it was the 13th. Yeah. Uh, and so did other games that are launch mm-hmm. titles. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's the 13th then. And then Microsoft announced the date of their console as the 10th, and they kept that date. And I was mm. like, are these games not going to move back? And then after Sony announced their date, then all the games were like, oh, yeah, we're also launching it on the 10th. Oh. Okay. So, no. Yeah, because you were always adamant just... that you could a launch game, and yet yeah, that's not really a technically. It's a launch window, not launch day. It's launch now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like the whole sort of thing with this generation launch in particular has just been insane. Because it just, maybe it's just partly because of how 2020 has just been like the year of everything. Yeah, everything. (laughs) So it's like. Wait, we couldn't hear Sophia. What'd you say? Yeah, go on, Sophia. I didn't mean to cut you off. So I was just going to quickly say it doesn't seem believable that the next generation of console is in mm-hmm. like four weeks. It doesn't. Right. Yeah. It doesn't oh, it's like, mad. There's not uh-huh. that hype you usually get before a new console right. hardware. Mm-hmm. It just feels like, oh, here's these things. They're coming. Like, yeah. The way like Microsoft and Sony have handled it almost feels like an afterthought to them when they finally announced and started putting it out. It just. And it might be because of this year, you know, with like no E3 and no other things. It's just been awkward, but it just seems. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem believable that we're gonna have yeah. a few weeks. Mm-hmm. There's like yeah. no hype. No, it's yeah. not, I think it's the lack mm-hmm. of E3. Actually, I mm-hmm. wonder if it's that. Um, I I think the lack of E3 has done a big like a big dent because mm-hmm. spreading E3 across the entire year. Now we've now we know why E3 is a thing. Yes. It's that massive hype period mm, before all I the games know. start. I don't know. I liked Summer Games Fest because it was like just mini announcements rather than like five days with no sleep because in the uk they air everything <laughs> like from yep. the afternoon to the evening midnight perfect news writing time i'd also add that it doesn't seem like the publishers were ready for next gen with like microsoft oh, showing right. off halo infinite but then it's like now delayed no. until next yeah year. yeah that's the that's a big yeah. thing for me like microsoft um they showed halo and that was their only game but now they have nothing really for like the next year because right. we don't know when Halo's coming out no, uh, halo's probably coming out around april i think yeah probably I'm still, I'm still sticking with that october next october? year no i don't think so although apparently there are rumors uh, uh that i've been hearing that they're launching multiplayer first which well, i think I've would be a massive mistake oh god the rumor before it got delayed that the game was going to be split up and then they were like oh no 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 it's not going to be split up we promise no i think the game i think that split was they were going to launch parts of the campaign and multiplayer and they were going to bring out chapters of the campaign yeah that's the thing they've described this game as they've described this game as a platform so like it's going to get definitely like expansions yeah Yeah. i have a question for you guys okay now mm-hmm. as a teenager halo 2 and 3 and 1 were like my jam all the yeah. hours i dedicated to halo online was a lot but <laughs> is 
anyone here interested in an open world live service Halo game? Is that yes. what you want out of the campaign from Halo? <laughs> no, not real, not from Halo. No, I don't think I am either. No. I'm I'm interested in so what I've what I think okay. think they've shown. <laughs> what, what, what I think they've shown is like that uh it's not like the silent cartographer level. It's like what's the it's Halo, right? That's the yeah. second mission of Halo? Yes. It's just called Halo? When they land on the Halo and it's like, go find these Marines. Yes. And mm-hmm. you know, it's not a great mission. Uh, but but I think that's what they showed off is like they're going to have a lot more missions like that, but they're definitely still going to have those big set piece mm-hmm. linear levels because mm-hmm. that section that they showed off, fuck off phone, is uh, that section <laughs> that they showed off is um, right after the start of the game. So that's not the, right. the first mission, but it's very close, I think they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, chat wants purple now. Um, chat is also asked. <laughs> I don't even know if purple works. Oh, uh, classic break meme. Thank you. There we go. Yeah, Chad said, pick a film, make it into a game. It, can, it can't it can be a superhero film. Ooh, good, good, good. Wait, what was the question? Sorry. Pick any film and <laughs> pick, make it into a game. Make it into a game. Okay. Telltale presents American Psycho. <laughs> of course, of course. Telltale would be good for anything. Oh, American Psycho. Mm. The shower. Remember that. Um, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have said Batman Begins, but it already exists, and it was terrible. It wasn't that bad. Yes, so it you was. had you had there were three oh, bad man. Batman games that generation, and that was the best one of them. That's saying a lot. <laughs> Those GameCube ones, really. Oh, man. Uh, I'm gonna cheat and say Tales of Earthsea because that would work. Wait, which one? I, I was. Tales of Earth, Tales of Earthsea, the Ghibli movie. Oh yes, to, oh yes, Tales of Earthsea. Yes, absolutely. Um, I was gonna say Godfather, but it was already a terrible, terrible game. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Thank God she cut off. I like that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. Uh, I'm a, uh, my uh, mine would be um. I'm a big defender of Alpha Protocol, and I yeah. still argue. I will still argue that we need another spy espionage RPG. Yes. And Mission Impossible mm. is a spy R- a spy RPG with like the oh, over the top action. Yes, that would be cool. That would be, That'd be a cool. good idea, actually. Shiny, or a good shiny. Fast and the Furious game. We've yet to get one of those. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> it's what? like no, no we're. We we got one good one. We got that Forza spin-off thing. Oh yeah. The, yeah, that's true. I don't know really if I've even played roads. that. That was painful. Mm. Can we yeah, that's the that on the uh GameCube, what's his face's game? Uh Driver. Oh, not Driver, excuse me. The Vin Diesel? Yes, Vin Diesel. Coral was Riddick. What'd you say? Riddick wasn't on the GameCube. Riddick. Oh, okay. No. Are you Wait. talking about the driving one, Wheelman or something like that? Oh, I think Wheel it was. That, that also okay. wasn't on the GameCube. <laughs> what GameCube game are you on about? You, <laughs> how drunk are you? <laughs> I'm this many drunk. Oh no. She drank so many fermented potatoes. Wait, or is that wine? Is it empty it's or wine. is it vodka? No. It's, it's wine. It's, it's wine. A bottle of it's vodka. Very, we'd very have some other problems here. <laughs> yeah, we definitely would have some other problems. Oh, yeah. Kylie's American. They can't hold their drink at all, can they? Oh, 
American. I can attest to that. <laughs> true story. True story. I am from rural East Texas, called which is called a dry county. Which, if you don't know what that oh. is, it means alcohol is uh. not permitted to be sold in the entire county. So I did not get my first mm-hmm. taste of alcohol until I moved here. <laughs> oh, that's why you're kind of a bit mad there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard I that in America, they like it's like a like a, a challenge to drink a spoon of ice. Uh, I wouldn't know what? that one. So yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, I've, I've iced my friend. It's like oh, they can't yeah. handle it. Like, oh. it's funny. <laughs> Before tr- I transitioned, because as you guys know, I'm trans, I used mm-hmm. to be able to hold my liquor, but since transitioning, I can have like one shot and just pick up. I'm good for the night. Oh, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so oh gosh. I can't hold my drink worth shit. Oh my gosh, that is Worst very part interesting. Of transition. Yeah. <laughs> I guess now getting prefer- drunk is a lot cheaper though. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that makes your appearance on Tism a lot more funny now to go back and listen to, knowing you were incredibly drunk the whole time. <laughs> Ah yes, I do currently live in Ireland, so I have I have access to many things. Many You've things. got all the moonshine. All all the things. All yes. the things. All of them. Uh, are we, any more questions? <laughs> yes, there is. Uh, I'm ignoring that one. Um, if you can... <laughs> censorship. <laughs> it says Killzone was better than Halo. Only certain people can discuss. No, not you. So I'm gonna ignore that one. I can't say anything. Uh, well. Um, well, the fact that Killzone 2 basically had to uh, dress up their reveal a lot more than they did. Well, they didn't so... have anything ready for that. So. Remember when everything was, tr- everything was being marketed as the quote-unquote Halo killer? Halo that was like killer. one of the most annoying times. Oh, God. The biggest Halo killer, by the way, was yeah. Halo. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Exactly right. We don't talk about five on this podcast. We do not. <laughs> yeah, I love four. I don't like five. Yeah, no, five doesn't exist. Uh, we have one, one last question. Um, if you could bring back any game, oh, I like this question, uh, and 4K with 60 FPS, not 120, uh, what would you pick? Mine would be Warhawk. Why? <laughs> oh, well, previously they said that they are hashtag. I need hashtag to think about this because this is actually very difficult. I've got my answer. Time split is two. I That's knew a good that one. was your answer. <laughs> uh, Morrowind. Oh. <laughs> I'm hoping I'll get my Morrowind remake now that Microsoft owns Bethesda. We can only hope. Oh, yep. gosh, yeah. Um, uh, I'll say Final Fantasy thirteen. But you've, uh, I guess, like, they've got it in 4K on, yeah. on the 1X, right? But not in 60. No, as in, yeah, 4K 60 so they can yeah. get it off the bad engine it ran on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I love that game, but I hate that engine. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I, I, I mean, actually, it's... it's not my favorite. Uh, well, obviously, no. Final Fantasy VII is my favorite. But, um, yeah, I kind of like Final Fantasy fifteen. Final Fantasy fifteen. I mean, 15 was fine. Like, I enjoyed it. I don't think I'm supposed yeah. to like that. Uh, I've never yeah. I've never felt more eh playing through an entire video game. See, that's... And it was extremely long, too. It was. It was. So I don't know why I finished it. I think once they put, uh, get 60 FPS on that, it will run a lot... Obviously, it will run a lot better. I think it will be a generally better experience. It does. I mean, it probably will reach 4K 60 on, oh, like, yeah, next yeah. gen. Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah. I think it's either it's either a 4K mode or it's a 1080p 60 mode. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Um, but it does run at 60 now. So. Does okay. But yeah, 13 just to get it off the engine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but does just just remake 13 in 15's engine. I I would like to see them. I would the like to see that. I would like. <laughs> I would love to see 13 and 15's engine because, like, I think the game would work. Actually, I mm. would actually give it another chance. Uh, I probably would as well. Sophia, you got anything? Yeah, I'm gonna fire. I'm gonna cheat and fire off three. <laughs> Alpha <laughs> Protocol, Lollipop Chainsaw, Deus Ex Human Revolution. I yes. Lollipop Chainsaw would be good to see. Yes. In mm-hmm. 60. Didn't well, have I a kept... really unusual achievement on that game. Looking up the skirt, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Was it a skit or a dress? I don't know. A similar one as well. <laughs> that sounds like an achievement that was made for like that style of game. Well, I, mean, I, I think I think the achievement as well is like the achievement name was like taking the piss out of like your friends seeing it on your achievement list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it was. That's exactly what. The Azura's Wrath that had the one where you need to look at boobs for so many seconds. And then you got another <laughs> oh, I love Azura's Wrath. I'd love to see that remastered. That'd be a good one. And then Hopefully with the ending, not as deals. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want the entire experience remastered. <laughs> and the uh, the achievement for like snuggling on the couch on uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto Four, and you had to do it. But, you, you had to sit there for like twenty minutes just sitting on a couch with your girlfriend. Was there an achievement for that. finishing that movie in the darkness? Because like yes, Jackie and his yes, girlfriend like sat in front of an entire movie, didn't they? I got it, and yes. <laughs> You can check my history. <laughs> yes, if you watch the entire movie in the darkness, you get the achievement. <laughs> uh, such an underrated game. So. King Kong or Avatar? Ugh. The Avatar game was actually quite okay. Like King um, Kong was literally only there for the 1000 game mm-hmm. score. Oh, Avatar in VR would be good. If we're talking mm, about... Yeah, that Avatar, would be... Not the airbender Avatar. Yeah, that would be neat to see, I think. In, in, in VR. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. they need to make an actually good Avatar Airbender game. I didn't like the trailer. No. They haven't made a single good one, and there's like five of the fucking things. I know. How do you mess that up? I think in Avatar, the last Airbender game was a launch game on the Wii, if it I was. recall. Oh, yeah, the, the... God! Yep. <laughs> That just sounds horrifying. I got excited about it, and then it wasn't good. Yeah. No, they there are there are five games, I believe. There's book one, two, and three. Like the the seasons translate into games, and then they made uh, an adaptation of the M Night Shyamalan movie. I was going to ask if it was. They did. I I believe it's only there's a Wii version and a DS version. They're completely different games. What has the better meta score? The film. Or the game. Oh god. Oh, that, no. That's something well, for someone right. to Google. Oh, Who wants to Google god. that? I will I Google that right I'm after that. I'm gonna say the game has a higher score. I yeah, I, I think. Guess that. Yeah. I, mean, I, mm-hmm. I hope so. Money on that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the lollipop chainsaw uh, achievement is called "I swear I did it by mistake." Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that a Yoko Taro game? Because that sounds very Yoko Taro-ish to do. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> oh, here's a dream remaster, Dragon Guard Three, please. I mean, they might do it now because they have they did the near remaster. Maybe. 
Well, there were rumors of like a new Drakengard game in development, but I think with the like the success of Nia, I I don't know if they'd go back to Drakengard. Sure, sure. Um, one more question. Uh, sure. And Pete, you can jump right in because I already know. Favorite Mario game? Doki Doki Panic. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yes. Of course, yeah, I just Mario yeah. too. But yeah. Uh, I'll let the rest. Oh wait, Sophia. Um, Super Mario World or Super Mario Brothers Three? Yeah, Super yes. Super Mario World's good. Mm. I, Super Mario Brothers Two. Doki Doki oh, Doki. yeah, I'll say Super Mario World Paper as well. Mar the, the first. Paper yes, Mario the first. Mario. Uh, the very first one. I didn't <laughs> love Thousand Year Door, but the first Paper Mario, I loved. Yeah. <laughs> the first Paper Mario is very good. I never finished the I, Thousand Year Door. Whoops. I I love both of the uh, Paper Mario um, games on the N sixty four and. and GameCube. I think they're both brilliant. They're both very similar. Uh, obviously, the stories are fantastic in in both of them. I do understand why people prefer the N sixty four one over over Thousand Year Door, of course. You know, to tie this back to what we were discussing earlier, if you want to laugh, there was you know they just put out a new Paper Mario, the Origami King, or whatever. Yes. Oh no! There was a game. There was a game review that complained about colonialism in the Mar the new Paper oh. Mario game. Oh <laughs> so my god! After a discussion from earlier, if you want to laugh, Jeez. on Taste Magazine. <laughs> well, um, I, I think uh, before Pete says his favorite, I'm gonna say Pete's favorite is uh, Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> Look at his fucking face. <laughs> yeah, this is like no. I hold the unpopular opinion that I liked Super Mario Sunshine. I liked it too. Thank you. I enjoyed I need... it very much. But look at Pete. It's I fine, Pete. I want to go back and play it on the 3D All Stars collection. I just can't do it. Well, how about you stop being a little bitch and you just do it? <laughs> or, or how about I just play the better game oh, in Galaxy? Gosh. But you're the one that wants to play it, Pete. If you want to play it, just do it. Look, there's three games on that menu. And I'm going to instinctively go to Galaxy every single time over Sunshine. Well, you don't want to play it that bad. Uh, okay. Don't want to play it at all. I, you're no, lying to really. us and you're lying to yourself. <laughs> it's true, you're lying to yourself. I've been lying to myself um, for years. It's fine. But we are approaching the four-hour mark, and I'm getting sober, so... <laughs> Did you only just stop drinking? I get sober pretty fast. We're getting more questions, Kylie. Well, Into your are, emergency uh, wine. Okay. Best, one more question. What, this will be our last question, even though I... I <laughs> yes, you are definitely trolling. Uh, best Smash character that exists now? I'm going to assume best Smash character that currently is on the roster. Hmm. I don't play Smash, but I'm just going to say Solid Snake because Metal Gear Solid is one of my favorite series of all mm -hmm. time. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say Cloud for the sake of I like Final Fantasy and I like Scorpion next week. I'm gonna say Ridley because he's a big dragon and Metroid's the only good Nintendo franchise. You are seriously going for me today, Lewis. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to come at this from a different angle. I'm going to go by hypest character reveal. <gasps> and I have to say that's probably Banjo-Kazooie. Yes. Yeah, it was. It really was. And they're so cute as well. Yeah, the trolling was just completely on point to start with. And then that reveal was just excellent. 
Yep, absolutely. Okay, we're going to wrap it up for real. We are hitting four hours. Um, I've barely derailed. I, I know. <laughs> you're on your best behavior. But uh, this has been amazingly fun. I have enjoyed every moment of our nearly four hours. Um, and thank you so much to all of our guests. All of our guests are going to put their information in chat. I hope. I'm okay. I guess I'm doing yeah. that now. Yes. Yeah. I, will, I will make sure that they're on the description on YouTube and yeah, on the old podcast players once they up, get uh, uploaded, of course. Yes, and thank you so much to chat for joining us and, and sticking with us. You guys are amazing. Uh, and join Apart us from you, Kitch. <laughs> 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 Uh, join us every week because, you know, Rapid Reviews uh, Radio is a supplement to the Rapid Reviews website. Uh, and join us there for all the reviews you can use of AAA and indie games. Uh, thank you mm. to everyone, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. bye. I refuse to say bye.